Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to this edition of V Radio. Um, this is a very impromptu show. Um, I'm actually like a little bit ill-prepared for it, so um, give me just a moment and um, I will get everything started. And today we're going to be talking about essentially debunking another show that somebody put together um, and going over it. But it basically it's, it's another one of your typical. Um, and yeah, Thunder, go ahead and put it in that thread as soon as I get it up. I'm actually on the air right now. <laughs> um, that's okay. Um, this is an impromptu show as it is, so it doesn't need to be perfect. But um, let me see here. I'll probably have Thunder call in and uh, come in on this. But um, in fact, uh, once I get it, I'm trying to find the show page right now, Thunder, if you want. You can call in. Unless you want to be added via Skype. Yeah, go ahead and log on Skype and we'll go that way. But. Um, anyway, should be on right now, actually, so I'm trying to find the link. Um, but, uh, Here we go. I finally found it. I apologize to any of you who are listening. As I said, this show is kind of impromptu, so I'm going to have Thunder um, put it up. And there we go. Okay. Now that I have that started, essentially what it is that I'm going to be doing here today um, is I'm going to be playing excerpts from a radio show that is currently featured in the archives of Revolution Broadcasting. And... Um, as I play the show, I'm going to basically make my comments um, about the show's content. Uh, the show is called Freedom Fighters for All of Us. The uh, organization in question, um, the organization in question uh, is basically called For All of Us. It's kind of an international freedom organization, which in of itself, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, the information that they have about the Venus Project is very, 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 very flawed. And um, essentially, I felt compelled that I needed to come forward and say um, you know, something about the various like falsehoods that they're spreading. And it's actually interesting to me. One of the things that I learned when I was in Internet radio was that there are a lot of people out there who claim to be you know, spreading the truth. And in most cases, they actually very much are not. Um, so I'm going to be playing this here shortly. Now, to tell you guys basically what the story is with the, the gaps in time is that um, when I play something, I have to switch my audio to make sure that you can hear it okay. And when I do that, you won't hear me. So there'll basically be a brief pause in between every excerpt, and then I will basically take my moment to talk. Um, the beginning has a lot of um, commercials in it. I'm going to do my best to try to get past those so that you don't have to listen to them. Um, but 
you can go to revolutionbroadcasting.com and listen to these archives yourself. Um, the the network is well intentioned, but honestly, every experience that I've had with them after the fact has been bad. Um, there's a lot of Ron Paul capitalists there, and you know I don't have a problem with Ron Paul, but um, I'm not a free market capitalist anymore, and I haven't been for a long time. So, um, in any case, um, I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, hit play on this so that I don't just have to sit here and blab about it because you guys already know what's up. So bear with me on the commercials here and um, we'll get started. I happen to think this is a pretty bold step. HCR is uh, as introduced by Representative Creighton, co-authored by Representative Ginn. Tenth Amendment was enacted by folks who remembered what it was like to have a very oppressive government, to be under the thumb of tyrants and an all-powerful government. The Founding Fathers understood that a one-size approach doesn't work with the states when it comes to governing, especially a country the size of, of the United States. And I'll promise you it doesn't work for Texas. Millions of Texans just like yourself that are tired of Washington, D.C., trying to come down here and tell us how to run Texas. In the wake of the MIAC report and the Virginia Terrorism Threat Assessment, another document issued by the Department of Homeland Security for official use only covering so-called right-wing extremism has surfaced. The document warns federal and local officials to expect terrorism in response to planned firearm restrictions. According to the DHS and FBI, local law enforcement's primary concern should be... I'm actually going to turn that off again for a minute. <laughs> um, I just added Thunder to the call. Um, say hello, Thunder. Hello, Thunder. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm still waiting for us to get to the content portion of this archive that we're going to be attacking today, but... Um, they're going over the news. Um, they, they do a pretty decent job there of reporting the news. Of course, they always do it from a free market capitalist perspective, but they often do report good things that even we in the Zeitgeist movement would care about. Um, so it's not that revolution broadcasting as a whole is useless. It's just that there's a lot of infighting that goes on there and um, in some cases outright censorship, <laughs> if you can believe it. Um, uh, freedom radio hosts who do things that, you know, obviously just to influence the uh, the agenda of all of the hosts. They claim that they don't do that, but once you get into the real close inner workings, it's one of the reasons I left. But um, anyway, here comes the show. Can you hear that okay, Thunder? Yes, I can. Good evening and welcome to... The Saturday Freedom Fighters for All of Us uh, show. Uh, as our last show, um, we are going to be covering the Venus Project tonight, and joining me tonight is Matt from across the pond, uh, and Catherine uh, from Jersey. Um, this is uh, Saturday, 6th of June, 2009, for our archive purposes. And, of course, if you map, though, it's 2 a.m. on Sunday morning. Oh, the 6th of June. This is three days ago. Keep those eyelids pegged open with the matches, Matt. Oh, I'm all right. I'm all yeah. right. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our last show, we, we covered uh, technocracy and uh, Jack. Basically, there's a 
there's a war on this uh, network between the technocrats and the capitalists. So we decided to, to look at his Venus project. Um, and of course, this all seems to tie in with technocracy, the zeitgeist, uh, addendum, and this Venus project all seem to be on the same mold. Slight differences, but not a great deal. Now, looking at this, this, this Venus project, I mean, one of the stated goals is, is to rule the entire planet. I mean, at least technocracy was only, say, in from Panama to uh, the North Pole on the North American continent. But uh... Okay, we're going to pause it there. Um, <laughs> we wish to rule the world. Oh, yes, we here at G.I. Joe are opposed by the evil forces of COBRA, a ruthless <laughs> organization determined to rule the world. No, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> We don't intend to rule the world at all. Uh, the only global like implications whatsoever about the Venus Project essentially have to do with us coming together as a species and making decisions to willingly take care of the planet with everybody as part of the concern. That's an eventual goal. But I should once again point out beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Venus Project in no fashion advocates coercion or force in any fashion to achieve any of our goals. And we don't want to rule the world. We want the world to not need to be ruled anymore. We want to create a scenario where none of that is even necessary. Um, would you have any comments, Thunder? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know where he's getting that from. And, you know, even if that was true, I, I, I surely can say this with confidence. We wouldn't be doing much of a worse job than they're doing now. So. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, um, I mean, I mean, if, if, if you know, I, the thing I like about Jock is his ideas are so simple and so logical, and, and it blows my mind how people just don't get it and, and want to make it more complicated than it is, and it's just so simple. If people would just drop all this bull crap that they, that they want to believe it is and just see it for what it really is, it's so well, simple. It's, it's just it's somebody else's idea, so therefore it must be evil. Um, and what you're going to find out, I mean, I didn't even finish listening to it when I decided to do this as a radio show rather than an Internet post, but um, what you're going to see is more of the typical Alex Jones-esque sensationalism, um, like a couple of seeds of truth placed next to just brashly inaccurate claims. So I'll continue to play it. Yeah, I'll continue to play it. Here we go. Okay. This Venus... Is it is wants to control the entire planet's resources, and it's going to be based on the carrying capacity of the planet. Uh, the population uh, is said to be reduced. Uh, someone determined that maybe 500 million was the right number, but uh, I can't find that number on on uh, Venus. However. Uh, we do have several concerns with this. Yeah, I have concerns with how full of crap these people are. But um, oh, <laughs> Okay, let's go over the carrying capacity of the planet, people. Okay, um, to in, basically to say that you know, it's an evil intention to try to scientifically analyze what the carrying capacity of the Earth is, 
um, is, is and to say that that's somehow a bad idea or a wrong idea is ridiculous. Okay, it's dangerous to have more people on the Earth than the Earth can you know can hold. Okay, now that arbitrary number that he's rolling out there is a direct attempt to try to straw man essentially to try to link us to the the supposed NWO number that they want to reduce the population to. Now the Phoenix Project also does not call for reduction of the population. Jacques actually thinks that we can meet, we can exceed the current um, uh, expectations of the carrying capacity of the Earth by a lot just by using proper technology. Um, the Venus Project advocates, you know, basically using science to evaluate what the carrying capacity of the Earth is, and then through education suggest to people how many children that they should have, just for the sake of the planet, not because we're some evil overlords that are going to come to your house and like sterilize your wife, but because there's only so much food and so much resources. Now, in the Venus Project, we feel that we can, you know, extend this, you know, like a lot, you know, with science, but it's, it's not a question of, like, if we should do this. It's a question of, like, essentially, you know, if, if you're going to, it's just like anything else. Okay, you know what the carrying capacity of your household is, okay? So is it a good idea for you then to essentially make sure that you only have enough people living on one house that the house can reasonably, you know, deal with? Or should you just have people sleeping in the hallways? You know, you know how much food is in your refrigerator every month. You know, you, should it be a good idea for you to, say, have 30 people living with you when you only have food for five? You know, this right. is just common sense. You know, and the, the reason that they get, get all up in arms is that they claim that, you know, we're in any way linked to those ridiculous eugenics people, and that's not true at all. And it just it's essentially another example of the, the Alex Jones conspiracy crowd drawing conclusions and making, um, making these similarities because nowhere in the Venus Project um, lore at all. In fact, he even admitted that he couldn't find that number on the Venus Project site. Okay. He goes yeah, and lists. <laughs> right. Right. But there's this number that says this, and he's conveniently saying that that number that is passed around by the conspiracy theorists is the number that the NWO wants because he's trying to draw parallels where there are none. Um, right. So... Um, unless you had any further comment, I'm going to continue. No, go ahead. All right. Uh, they, they, they seem to want to control every single aspect of your life. Freedom of the individual is gone. Oh, my God. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Huh? You know, I actually, one of the reasons I paused it is because of the fact that I remember they said we want to control the Earth's resources. Okay, here's another little piece of, um, you know, uh, common sense, okay? The, the idea of having a global understanding of the carrying capacity of the Earth, you know, and it's, we're in its, you know, basically intelligent use of its resources is not like we're going to control these things so that we can hurt people. It's good we're going to control these things so we don't hurt ourselves. And even when we do this, control is a, is a really uh, tenuous word because we don't believe in coercion or force. It's more a matter, it's just if you educate the masses about what, you know, what dangers are presented by misusing the Earth's resources, and, you know, you campaign that way through you know, essentially a war of the mind. You know, it's just, I mean, we managed to do this before. We got people to stop using one of the fluorocarbons and the spray cans to, you know, right. put holes in the ozone layer. You can right. do this without force or coercion. It's just simply explaining to people, look, this is a danger, don't do it. You know, people will figure it out on their own. Now, this notion that there's no individuality in the Venus Project is also absolutely ridiculous. 
Anybody who's actually studied the Venus Project, gasped, maybe attempt to know what you're talking about, um, <laughs> knows that it's the opposite. Okay, in fact, the Venus Project allows you to explore your individuality any way you like. The education system is completely reworked. It doesn't cost any money in a Venus Project society, so you have the ability to explore you know, any topic you want to basically make yourself into the person that you want. And, you know, it, of course, they always try to claim that the free market capitalist system is the one that's going to give us all of these freedoms, but I don't have them. I mean, uh, do you have them? Can you choose to travel wherever you want on the earth? Can you choose to get whatever education you want? Obviously not, unless you can afford it. You know, and then they always tell you, oh, well, there's things you can do to change that. You know, you could afford it. You just need to get a better job or start your own business. And it's like squeezing water out of a stone for a lot of us. And the number of people who cannot possibly afford to improve their lives is going up a lot. You know, that's, I mean, it, it really is. Because with, with labor becoming an issue, something that you can't sell, essentially, you can't work for people because you can't find a job because nobody demands your services anymore because they've either automated it through technology or outsourced it to some company, or not, not some company, but interesting Freudian schlimp flip, uh, or outsourced it to some country where the poor people there are so desperate for work that they'll work for 10 cents an hour. It's right. just a matter of time before less and less people have any ability to make, any, you know, make anything of themselves because you have to spend money to make money. And if you don't have any, you don't make any. It, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. So I'm going to continue unless you had a comment. Go ahead. Property is good. Why is it so desirable thing? But I don't know. Well, well, the strange thing is this Zeitgeist Venus uh, project, the the followers seem to be willing to give up all their rights to be ruled by these these computers. I mean, who's going to write the programs for the computers that decides what carrying capacity of the planet is. You'll be in, you know, slaves, you see. The slaves that get, get allowed to live in the master's quarters instead of the shed at the bottom of the plantation. Uh. <laughs> right. Okay, he did comment on property being gone. Here, you go do your thing, Thunder. You go ahead. I've been talking about it. I just wonder what the guy's smoking. I mean, geez. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, he commented on how property is gone. Now, this is an important issue when it comes to the Venus Project because people really misunderstand what we mean by that, um, largely because they don't bother to listen. But oh, if, if you, for those of you who are listeners, perhaps, who are listening to this just because of any connection to Revolution Broadcasting, I strongly advise that you go and watch the uh, orientation presentation, the Zeitgeist uh, Movement orientation presentation, because it lays out our beliefs about personal property pretty well. And essentially it just talks about the fact that a lot of the stuff that we own if, if in a Venus Project society would be stuff that was essentially produced for the, you know, for the masses to be used as needed and given back when not needed. Okay, it's, it's essentially like a library book. Okay, the library is an example. You know, they produce the books, they gather them in one place, you know, you go to the place, you check out a book, you know, and if there's a shortage on a certain book, well, then you order more of that book so that, you know, you essentially can cover the carrying capacity of the local community in the library. Imagine that. Okay, 
And it, when they say that we're willing to give up all of our rights, the only thing I think that they you know, could possibly be referring to is the property rights. The, the libertarians particularly have a really big woody about property rights. And if you say anything that's different than what they do on this subject, they freak out. Okay, now, I'm still, as I said before, I still consider myself a libertarian, except for with the results, you know, with the issues of free market capitalism. But, one, but the point here, really, you know, when they say that property is gone, it's because they don't understand what, what our concept of property is. Um, when we build a city, we build a city that has essentially a lot of amenities that are available to everybody who lives in that city. It's just like when you, when you live in an apartment complex. You know, there's a pool for everybody in the apartment complex. There's a recreation room for everybody in the complex. There's, you know, a, a room that you can use to entertain people. You know, there's, there's often other amenities that are offered. The difference is, is in a Venus Project community, there are a lot of amenities that would normally be things that people would have for themselves that would also be provided by that community. Um, and not by using money, but essentially by taking the resources necessary and building them and being done with it. Um, you know, if you want, you know, let's say you go to a park in a Venus Project Society and you want to use a bicycle, there would be bicycles there already provided. You would use the bicycle, you would then be done with the bicycle, and then you'd put the bicycle back. Now, this is another important thing that they never want to grasp that Peter lays out. If you want to own your own bicycle, nobody's going to stop you from owning your own bicycle. But at that point, you're taking the responsibility of lugging this bicycle everywhere you go on yourself. Okay, and you're free to do that. This is the part that nobody ever gets. We, we don't force or coerce anybody to do anything. So essentially, if you want to have your own bike, go ahead. Nobody's going to stop you. The, the uh, analogy that he gives in the Zeitgeist um, orientation presentation is actually about golf clubs. Okay, you know, people make comments usually, you know, like, well, what about the quality of these items that are used by everybody? You know, are they going to be any good? Yes, they are because there won't be a monetary system using planned obsolescence to make profit by making junk, okay? You know, as uh, Peter pointed out at, at Z-Day, you know, these are going to be the best damn golf clubs or the best damn bicycles or whatever these items are, you know, the, that you're using um, that, that possibly could be made with the best materials with making things last being the motivation behind their design rather than make things last long enough for them to reasonably want to buy it so that I can then sell them another one in a few years. Right. So, did you have anything to add to that, Thunder? No, I no. You're <laughs> you're doing good. At, at just one little thing mm -hmm. that seems to get people so stuck on this ownership, you know. And and like you said, yeah, if you want to own the bicycle, if you want to own the golf clubs, fine. No one's going to stop you. Take them home, hang them in your garage, whatever you want to do. The the point is, why would you want to? when it's more efficient and more convenient to go to the place where the golf clubs or the bicycle or whatever is, and, it, and the, it's the best, you know, there's no price tag. You don't have to rent it. You just get on the bicycle and go riding. It's the best bicycle that can be created with today's, or, you know, that, the technology of that day, and you're done. You put it away. I mean, I don't know. I don't get why people would have are hung up on this ownership thing. Well, I want to have you, you – you talk about uh, the the guy that wanted ten Learjets or whatever yeah. it was, and it's like, what are you know? What are you thinking? Why would you want to do that? It just makes no. Sense. Well, it, people think that okay, th there's a certain degree of security that people take from personal property. Okay, they want to make sure that they have it, and it's because they live in a world where scarcity is cultivated. 
where right. scarcity of these things is cultivated. It's, it, the reason why these people, it's like they fail at understanding is because they immediately want to compare us to everything else because they think they have all the answers. I dealt with this a lot. Okay, when I was raised by my mother, my mother essentially encouraged me to be an independent, and that's what I was forever. Was I had no political affiliation. I determined who I wanted to vote on based on the man and their policies, not based on their party. Okay, um, I eventually joined the Libertarian Party and am still active in it because of Senator Mike Gravel. There was finally a man that mo motivated me to be, you know, to want to do so. Okay. And essentially, though, I mean, overall, the, I always kind of smelled a little bit of BS, and I'm not talking about bad science in this instance, you know, that was going on in the political world. You know, before Ron Paul, I didn't even care about politics because it was usually more the same, more the same. I mean, I paid attention to Ross Perot. I actually have one of his campaign buttons. I didn't agree with everything that Ross said, but in comparison to the typical politician, I thought Ross Perot was great. I did, um, too. As a matter of fact, the last time I voted and the only time was for Ross Perot. And I, exactly. After Just, that awful happened, I said no more. Right. But in any case, though... Um, just to get back, get back on topic, yeah, so. people don't understand because they're accustomed to previous concepts of, ooh, I better own my own TV because, you know, there may not be a TV if I don't own my own TV. You know, they don't understand that we're talking about a community where the apartments, if that's where you just choose to live, for example, in those big cities that you see, the beautiful drawings that Jacques Fresco makes about the cities, you know, are essentially you check into them, you take your property into them, in a world where your personal property, property is probably going to consist of a suitcase, if that, okay? Right. You know, not because you're not allowed to own anything else, but because there's no point, okay? You're going to go into that house. There's already going to be a TV there. There's already going to be a refrigerator there. There's already going to be a bed there. Those, it's like basically the city is a hotel room. Now, no, and when they, they always immediately go, well, what if somebody wants to go into my apartment while I'm gone? Like, well, obviously they can't do that. Use common sense. You know, the, the, the apartment would be labeled as occupied. Duh. You know, I mean, oh. you know it's like, big deal here, guys. We're not reinventing the wheel. You know, all previous notions of understanding of that somebody is using something will be applied. Come on, even the most primitive and dirty object you know, on the construction site known as the porta potty has an occupied sign that comes up when you're using it. You know? We can't have common bathrooms. What if somebody tries to come in while I'm in there? Come, come on, people. Use common sense. All right, I'm going to play more of this crap. Yes. And they, yeah, and they clearly state on their site that, that to measure the carrying capacity, they're going to have electronic sensors throughout the entire industrial and physical complex. Welcome, welcome cameras, RFIDs, and all the other bits with, with obviously uh, uh, recognition software, face recognition software, tracking software, so they know what people are doing, where they're going. You know, this is... this. Well, this seems to be worse than Hitler's plan. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. This is another example of erecting a straw man. Okay, the straw man is the Venus Project plus Hitler. Okay, now, I want to emphasize this because I read the best the money can't buy. Okay, and Jacques Fresco brings up 
technological advances frequently, and he always states, I must again state for the sake of importance that there is no practical reason whatsoever for machines to be monitoring human beings. Okay? There will be no spying on human beings. There will be no monitoring of human beings in that fashion. Okay? The sensors that he's talking about do exist, but the sensors that he's talking about monitor resources. They monitor production that is directly linked to the application of those resources. They monitor the supply and demand of what people need so that they can ensure that any shortages are addressed and to ensure that everybody is provided for. Okay? This is something that is stated over and over and over again in the book, okay, that machines will not monitor people, that there will not be any of this crap of you know, having to like, spy on people, RFID chips, there's nothing implied about that anywhere in the Venus Project. Okay? But this is another example of the kind of sensationalist crap that comes out of the conspiracy theory movement when they want to debunk something. Despite the fact that there is no evidence whatsoever given about anything as far as monitoring people, okay, they just kind of pull this out of thin air so that they can scare people. That's what this is about. You know, exactly. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about because I bothered to get to, lo you know, get to know Jacques Fresco and Roxanne Meadows. Okay, I know what I'm talking about because I read and made these decisions for myself. That's one of the reasons I brought up about me being an independent, okay, is that nobody makes up my mind. I make up my mind. There are people who might be able to influence my decision, but they do so through logic. And if they're not logical, then I cut them loose just like when I left the Ron Paul movement because of the endorsement of the theocrat Chuck Baldwin. You know, I, I made that decision. Okay, when I decided to support Mike Gravel, I made that decision. And the funny thing is, is that when I was working with Mike Gravel, I told him there were things that I didn't agree with, and he said that was totally fine. And in fact, he doesn't want psychophants working for him. And when I worked in his campaign, I realized it was very different. We all liked what Mike was doing, and he was in a lot of ways our hero. But it wasn't the religious devotion that you would see towards Ron Paul. And once again, I don't fault Ron Paul. This is not his fault. And I can tell you, having worked in that organization, it's very hard to get a hold of Ron Paul. And at first I thought maybe, you know, I went through a period of thinking it was because, I, you know, maybe he didn't care. Then later on, after I started to realize the kind of people that con try to contact Ron Paul are nuts in many cases, just crazy hero worshipers. Ron Paul didn't want us to worship him as a god. He wanted us to think for, himself, you know, think for ourselves, and they've lost that. Now it's just Ron Paul says, they listen. Ron Paul is like the Lenin of the freedom movement, completely by accident, not anything he wanted. If I ever do get elected to Congress, I'll be honored to stand next to him. I won't agree with him about everything. There are a lot of things I still do agree with him on. But you know, back to the subject, though, you know, the, the notion of these censors, is that the sensors monitor, okay, well, we have sensors that monitor how much water is in a certain area. Obviously, let's say that these sensors are put down in Africa. Well, in Africa, there's not a lot of water. So the sensors would then tell the computer, hey, um, we had a serious water shortage over here in Africa. We need to do something about this. And then the computer would then recommend um, that you build, you know, the appropriate things necessary to deal with this, whether it be, you know, because you know, there's also a food shortage directly linked to the water shortage in Africa, they would, the computer would probably ask for the, for the you know, building of hydroponic farms um, and different ways to cultivate water in that climate. Okay, that's what these sensors are for. Okay, the sensors are not for monitoring people other than their needs, and that's determined essentially using the scientific method. 
Okay, this is not a camera in your bedroom. You know, this is not like you know monitoring you like 1984. It's not about monitoring people's behavior, their lives, or anything other than what they need in the refrigerator, so as to make sure that people are provided for. That's it. It's that simple. Exactly. I mean, I don't know for the listeners if anyone's ever played the game Sim City. Sim City 2000, 3000, whatever it is up to now, um, <laughs> that software does just what Neil just described. It, it, you know, it's a game, yes, but basically uh, it tells you right there on the computer. Okay, this area it needs water. This area needs this. This area needs that, and you go deal with that. That's exactly what we're talking about. Not controlling people. I don't know where they get that garbage from. That's crazy. Anyway, continue on. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just ask, answering something. Um, this is only slightly related. Somebody's asking, you know, if in a question in a movement that promotes no laws or rules, how can that same movement have laws or rules apply to the forms we use to communicate? Uh, the reason that we need those rules is unfortunately, um, the, the idea of having no laws or rules comes much further into the Venus Project, and it happens after people are essentially enlightened enough to behave themselves without their own volition. Okay, the reason we need to have rules on the forums is because, unfortunately, the free exchange of information is threatened by this phenomenon known as trolls. These are people who are not really interested in actually going out and you know, ex you know, exchanging information. They're interested in going out and exchanging insults. It's not unique to our forums, but you know, this is another thing about the Venus Project. We don't just want to turn off all the police force immediately. We want to actually wait until people have essentially figured out, you know, being bad to each other is probably not a good idea. Maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> so I hope that answers the question of the person in our chat room. So I'm going to go back to playing this absurdity. Um, thank you for tuning in to V Radio. Um, and uh, let me go back to playing this. You know, if you, if you, oh, look, if you're not part of that 500 million. Can I ask John, where, where are you getting all this, this, uh, this, this ludicrous uh, slander from? <laughs> oh, 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 that would be Venus.org. <laughs> you mean Venus? The Venus Project. Yeah, yeah, the Venus Project. Yeah, their website. I mean, this is this is this is the same sort of amazing. It's more polished. We must admit than the than the technate side. The uh, but. With lots of pretty pictures of futuristic buildings and things, but when you read, when you actually read what they're proposing, it's quite disturbing. But you think on their own page, the Zeitgeist movement, join the movement, what a joke. Oh my god, <laughs> see, the, 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 you polish a turd, it's still a turd. <laughs> well, some say you can't polish a turd, Matt. Yeah, it's still a turd. Well, we might have, we'll have golden shackles, but they'll still be shackles. This does not make sense to me at all. I just don't see the, uh, the attraction well, that people are attracted to. I don't think enough uh, um, uh, emphasis is being put on to the, the, the uh, uh, what I consider the fact that Okay. Um, the funny thing, actually, I'm going to bring up is I was recently on this network on a show called Truth to Be Told, and 
I was actually asked to be on this network by the by the guy in charge of that because apparently he was the new whipping boy of the network, the new guy that they blamed everything on. Um, that's essentially used to be me. Um, and what what it amounted to is he's actually he advocates some of the portions of technocracy, okay, which is a similar concept but not really the same. Um, I'll get into that in another show, but. Anyway, so he kind of asked me to come and back him up because he knew I had had problems with this Matt guy um, who's one of the people on that call that's in the show that we're playing. And um, he basically claimed at one point to have defeated me in debate, like to utterly crush me in debate. Um, that never took place. He essentially created a fictional thing that never happened. Um, and just to try to um, get himself some kind of credibility because I was known on the network for being really good at debate because I had to be, because I generally did not hold the mold. Um, that's the way to put it. I did not hold the mold. I did not essentially do whatever the, everybody else in the network was doing. I challenged things. I analyzed things. I looked at, you know, behind the curtain, even Ron Paul's curtain, and that scared them. Now, the reason I bring this up is that Matt said that he didn't want to debate us on that show because um, he felt that there was no substance being exchanged. Now, the reason that this is relevant is if you go back and listen to the substance that we just heard, um, we, we talk about polishing turds and gold shackles and stuff that doesn't, it is not in any fashion intellectually relevant and is what is referred to as ad hominem debate, debate against the man, um, attacks on the Venus Project itself. And when, you know, when he says, where do you get the slander from? We get it from the Venus Project website. You know, they, they basically are making, as we've already pointed out, outrageous claims that they're trying to attribute to us, okay, I've already debunked all of it so far, and I'm sure that I'll be debunking a lot more. But as you can see, you know, then they just kind of go on to laughing and making fun of it. Okay, this is the tactic of the intellectual weakling. Okay, when you hear somebody doing this, that tends to be what you're dealing with. You know, everybody does it every now and then if they're just so overcome with dislike for something. But you know, at this point, they know they really have no logical recourse, so it's easier for them just to make fun of it than to actually try to, you know, get on the intellectual level and, you know, analyze it. And I've had people that are a lot better at this. Like, there's a guy I'm exchanging with on YouTube right now, and he's, he's clearly not incompetent. I just don't agree with him. But he's never mean, you know, and he's never – he doesn't make fun of us. He doesn't do any of that. He just quotes his stuff and the things that he believes, and, he, you know, he quotes his sources, and he has, an, he has a dialogue this is good. This is important to us understanding both of our positions. But this kind of crap that we're listening to now is the same kind of childish garbage that Alex Jones tried to do to Peter Joseph that he thought was going to win his argument with Peter Joseph. And what instead happened was Alex Jones looked like a fool and he lost all kinds of support, even from people who do not support the Venus Project. Do you have any comments, Thunder? No, you said that well. I'm, I'm actually um, taking a look in the chat room here and seems like there's some also uh, unenlightened people about what's going on with our forums and stuff. I don't know if you want to really get into that. But there was a question here. Let me scroll up real quick. Um, uh, if you create an autonomous society as you are discussing, then someone would have to be in control of the system, and the same corruption would then resurface uh, and would be even more uh, virulent because people would not have something and then they cut off. Okay, no, I, I understand where they're coming from right away. Okay, um, essentially, um, 
what people need to recognize when they're dealing with us is that um, the reason for the root cause of most corruption is that there needs to be some kind of benefit from said corruption. When there's no monetary system and when the focus of mankind is actually how do we sustain ourselves to the best possible capacity and the best quality of life for everybody, why would they try to be corrupt at that point? Why, what would be the benefit? Throughout all time, any time a system was corrupted, okay, the communist system, when it gets corrupted, you have Kim Jong-il. The socialist system, like the most extreme example of that would be the fascist state known as Nazism during Germany. Okay, and in the capitalist system, you have the situation where you have basically people who buy our way into wars by manipulating our political system so that they can make money. Okay, these corruptions happen because there is a benefit to them. We're trying to eliminate the, the benefit of corruption in the first place so that it just doesn't take place. Not because we're going to go to your house and take your stuff, but because we're going to instead make the things that you need so plentiful that there isn't any point in being selfish anymore. So why would you be corrupt? Do you feel that answers the question, Thunder? I do, perfectly. And uh, the same person goes on to say, kind of reminds him of the, mo uh, the movie Logan's Run, what if a computer recommends eugenics to solve the overpopulation problem? Um, eugenics, first of all, is a total scientific failure. Anybody who's ever studied eugenics understands that. Um, and that's not what the computer would ever recommend. We've already been over that, um, actually, earlier in the show, was that the notion of how to handle overpopulation is to essentially educate people as to why the carrying capacity of the earth only supports so many people, and then people will do it on their own. Duh. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, you know, so am I going to have eight kids when I know I can't feed them? No, I'm not. Well, not, not, not if you're a free-thinking, logical-thinking person that isn't selfish, I would think. Um, right. You know, and the that's whole actually... Awesome thing, I don't, know what, I don't know what was behind all that other than, you know, media recognition or something. Well, right. No, you know, and the thing of it is, though, is, is that's another thing, is that people tend to judge the Venus Project based on the current quality of, like, you know, human understanding based on the idea of the education quality. Like, I actually had a thread that I put up, you know, that was called, if you still don't believe that you're products of your environment, I played two YouTube videos. One was from this extremely intelligent young girl who got to address the United Nations, and I'm telling you, she spanked them. And then another was from a talk show about some 15-year-old who wants to have a baby and was just mouthing off and, you know, cussing left and right. You know, the girl who addressed the United Nations was two years younger than the girl who was on Jerry Springer. You know, they are both, you know, the same gender, same species, but entirely different people. And the reason for that is because of the fact that, um, you know, they had different upbringings. They were brought up in different, um, brought up in different environments that create different people. That, that's right. the part that people don't get. And you're judging... This based on the idea that there's still going to be faulty education that's destroyed by the monetary system. You're going to under the idea that there's still going to be things to fight over that are going to cause people to do this, and, they and there won't be. But that's why, you know, when you're talking about the Venus Project, you end up going on what looks like a lot of tangents, and the reason is because it's such a depth of change that right. you end up, like, talking about the dominoes of society and how they will all be changed. You know, they all roll together. So... Exactly. And I, I, you know, this is, I tell people this all the time, you've got to quit thinking with your present day understanding when you're thinking right. about something in the future. Uh, the, the way people think, the way they act, the way they behave is going to be completely different when all these corrupt systems are removed and, and outgrown. 
is the word I like to use. Definitely. All right, I'm going to get back to this just because I believe this is a two-hour show in of itself, and I only have two hours to talk about it, so we'll Let's go. do it. The, uh, uh, the Venus Project is an extension of technocracy, just like Zeitgeist started off with its grainy, amateurish kind of um, unpolished, grassroots style, we're on your side, honest kind of um, look to it. This Venus Project, to me, seems to be a, uh, an enhanced, polished... Polished technocracy. Technocracy, <laughs> bearing in mind that, that, that Jacques Fresco is a technocrat. Uh, who, who was friends, apparently, with uh, uh, Stone. Is it Stone? Who was it who... who oh, Stone? Who, who started Technocracy? I forget his name, sorry. But no. Um, yeah, you. Doesn't matter. Uh, I can't remember his name, I honestly can't remember. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. They, they, we had a, a quote yesterday stating that they, they uh, had a, a disagreement and decided to go their separate ways. But that's, that's easy said when you're trying to distance yourself from the, the slack, the flack, and take the glory. Yeah. How, another... Okay. Uh, time to debunk something, folks. Um, I talked to Mr. Fresco about technocracy and his relationship with them, okay? Um, he's not trying to take off and take any glory. Uh, now, there is controversy over this issue, but Mr. Fresco stated very plainly that his reason for separating from technocracy is that he noticed that there was a bit of a racist element in some of their beliefs. Um, I never really looked into it or analyzed it very far, much further, but um, I talked to him directly about the subject because it came up. Um, and it, he basically told me that, like, he went through a lot of their information and they had, like, ideas for racial segregation, um, things along that line, and he was not happy with it. And that was the disagreement that they had, okay? Mr. Fresco has been doing this for, you know, since, or been looking into this since the, the Great Depression. I don't think he needs anybody else's glory. Um, <laughs> so... That no. being clarified, did you have anything to say, Thunder? No, I, I one thing I um I'm not sure how you're how it's coming across to the listeners, but the, I, I didn't hear much of the last uh, little blurb that you played. It seems like it's real loud, um, so it's a little overmodulated. I don't know how it's how you're playing it through, but if you want to turn it down about thirty percent, it would probably be easier to listen to. Just letting you know. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. I, I've had to adjust stereo mix before. And, and if the listeners in the chat room, um, please tell me what, how much quality you're getting out of that recording. Um, and understand that some of it is also just the fact that the quality of their recording in the first place is kind of lousy. Um, right. they, they basically are calling in to, via Skype from all the way in the United Kingdom, and they have a big conference call going on. And anybody who's ever used Skype as much as I love it, uh, the... Um, the sound quality gets uh, worse and worse uh, as you put more and more people into it. So right. anyway, um, that being said, did you have something yeah. else? Well, in the chat room, I, I don't know if, you, you know, this elephant is just like hanging in the living room here, so maybe you want to address it real quick. 
Um, I think uh, this person's having issues with the form. But what he says is, all of these systems are controlled by people who promise that they will, quote, unquote, give up their power at some point, but they never give up this power. So. Well, the power structure is already in place. We're actually talking about eliminating it and getting rid of the need for it. Um, all those other systems, like, I think I know what he's talking about. Like the communists, for example, like one of the things he posted was, like, when are, when are we done with dictators? We don't want dictators in the first place, okay? But the communist system always ends up getting screwed up because they say, okay, we're going to have this beautiful communion where everybody's working together and, you know, participating. But before we can make that work, we're going to have to have a dictatorship for a while. So just go along with that. Don't worry. It'll all be fine. Yeah. Okay. And those systems fail for the same reason that monarchy would fail. Monarchy failed because, you know, everybody would be like, oh, well, it's not that there's a problem with the nobility system. It's that we just need to have a better king. So let's overthrow that king and replace him with a new king. They actually wanted uh, George Washington to be the king of the United States at one point. Okay. Um, he turned it down. But the, the, the point, though, is, is that it's, it, that's not a system that we share. Okay. You know, and, and I, I kind of did detect that he had problems with the forums, and it's not uncommon. Um, there are a lot of people that seem to feel that they should just be able to say whatever they want, you know, in a, in a, a logical debate. And although I don't advocate censorship, one of the things that inevitably comes up when you're, on, you know, in an Internet medium is you're going to have people that are clearly there not to really participate in any intellectual debate. They just want to be able to get, all, you know, get their jollies on, ooh, did you see this flame I did the other day? It was awesome. You know, that sort of stuff's not constructive, and I just don't have any time for it. And that's actually Jacques Fresco's attitude about that when I was talking about being a spokesman was very much so that you're going to run into people that are just not worth your time. So I'm going to play more of this recording, and uh, we'll get back to it. Scott, is it Howard? Did he go to the North Pole? Uh, oh, it is Howard, Scott. It is Howard Scott, yeah. Whether he went to North Pole or not. No, that is the right name, Howard Scott. Him and Jacques yeah. Fresco were, were, were acquaintances. The founder Absolutely. Of, uh, how about this one, boys and girls? Guide reproduction wisely. This, this Venus project is getting into oh. your bedroom. Oh, so nice, and, you know, so nice and polite about it, too. Yeah. Guide reproduction wisely. What a statement. Wisely? Well, you, like uh, you get like uh, a little... You get like a little... You can only, you can only use the dictionary to position. In a bit of a bit of Yeah, that's real wise. That's real wise. Take all the fun out of it. Oh, yes. Oh. Okay. We've already been over this, so I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But essentially, guide reproduction wisely. Okay. You know, they said take all the fun out of it. Let me tell you, okay, when you can't afford, and I say afford, if you are not able to take care of your children because you have more children than you have resources to take care of, that is not fun by any means, okay? Uh, and when we make more children than we can possibly take care of, we're not having any fun. Now, ask the people in India, for example. We thought we were going to do a good thing. We went over to India and helped them with their infant mortality rate, which is a good thing. What we didn't take into account was the fact that that society has as many children as they possibly can 
okay, as a social rule, because it's considered to be essentially a sign of, you know, your, your family being prosperous. So when we got rid of their infant mortality rate in India, people started having dozens of kids. Well, what happened? I guarantee you nobody was having any fun, okay? <laughs> so when we say guide reproduction, we're not getting into your bedroom. Nobody's, you know, the, the, these are the kinds of you know, just great, crazy generalizations that people say. We're going to tell you, you know, hey, um, we only got this many apples, and if apples are important to you raising children, you probably shouldn't have more children than we have apples for. Okay, right. once again, rem remembering that through the proper application of science, the elimination of a monetary profit system that sca you know, cultivates scarcity of the necessities of life for the sake of making money, okay, absent that, we can increase the carrying capacity of the earth quite a bit, and therefore you can probably have more children than you are now. It doesn't change the fact that it's not just a question of whether or not you have the right to do something. It's also a question of whether or not it's a good idea Okay, you know, you, people say that you don't have a right to, to, to pull the trigger and blow your head off. Suicide is illegal. Okay, you know, as, as silly as it is, because, you know, you're not going to be able to prosecute anybody for it, but you get the point, is that, yeah, you have the right to blow your head off. Is it a good idea? Okay, and that, that's where we're coming from. When we say guide responsibly, are you essentially going to put a gun to your future children's heads by not having enough resources to take care of them? So, yeah, you have the choice. Nobody's going to force you not to be stupid in the Venus Project. But if you do choose to be stupid, it's going to be your fault and not ours. Right. And I think what a lot of people are missing, too, is, you know, in, in the Venus Project, in the future, people are going to tend to gravitate toward um, the example that's being led by the people that are doing things the right way, if, if you will. Yeah, and somebody actually pointed that out in the chat room. Yeah, that's right. actually one of the reasons that we don't feel that this is going to be a really hard thing to sell. You know, we're not going to have to force anybody because they're going to look at their current existence. You know, they're going to be toiling away, making somebody else rich. You know, if they're lucky enough to have a job, they're going to be struggling to get by. They're not going to have access to education, you know, because the capitalist system is falling apart at the seams thanks to technology essentially not being applied with human concern and instead being applied with profit concern, um, that system is collapsing on itself. <clears throat> well, if they turn and look at what we're doing and say, hey, these people have self-contained cities. They don't have um, electric bills in their community because they produce all of their energy using natural forces in the earth. They don't have water bills. Because, uh, they don't need to clean up everything because their environment is already clean. Let's take a look at what these people are doing. You know, wow, they've got automated machines that take up all these stupid jobs that we don't want to do, and, and they have this education system that cultivates, you know, intelligent thinking, and they don't have to pay for any of it because it's all provided using the resources that, are, you know, that they have intelligently. You know, that's a good idea. Now, the funny thing is, is that outside of the conspiracy theory groups, I have no trouble at all convincing people that the Venus Project is a good idea. When you talk to average Joe and they sit and listen to you, they almost always say, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. You know, it's, right. it's, uh, ironically enough, it's the conditioning to be mistrustful of absolutely anything that creates one of these serious problems. So right. anyway, like I said, I didn't want to spend a bunch of time on that, but I wanted to go ahead and go back to it because, you know, just wanted to reiterate that, you know, also that these people were making fun of things and ad hominem because they, uh, they feel that they don't really have a logical argument. And they don't. Yeah. Yeah, for you know what, thirty seconds, real quick, Neil, because there's mm -hmm. a question in the in the chat, and I'm sure there's some people that just joined us. Uh, he wants to know why you're playing this recording. The people on there don't seem to be 
worth the energy to debunk or whatever. So maybe you could just explain what you're doing here. Well, there are a lot of things. This is, first of all, from alternative media. Okay. <clears throat> RevolutionBroadcasting.com is supposed to be an alternative media outlet that reports the real truth. And one of the reasons that I left that network is because I found out that I realized very distinctly that they had their own agenda, that there's a, you know, another Rupert Murdoch essentially in charge of that small you know, thing um, who determines what is good you know, quality you know, radio and what is not. And he doesn't do it directly, of course, because you can't get away with that in a free system. So note I said free. But they influence it directly in other ways. And this is, you know, not all of the hosts there are bad. I mean, Liberty Unleashed is a great show. Um, it's not it's not for me because I'm not a capitalist, but when they had me on their show, they were very nice to me. You know, they were very intellectual. We had a good, you know, exchange. And, in fact, the co-host of the show revealed to me afterwards that he's actually a proponent of the Venus Project. Yeah, um, that, that show turned out really well. They were they were very civil and, and weren't carrying on like these knuckleheads are just, they're just being silly and immature, I, I you know. Anyway. Um, yeah, so any case, I'm going to continue. Okay. My goodness, my goodness. And then, and then what you've got again, the continuation from technocracy, where they've got their yin-yang, right, which is, uh, you know, order out of chaos and, and, uh, and a, uh, a light and dark. Uh, negative and positive to achieve a goal. What forgot the title? Venus? The morning star? The light bearer? Lucifer? Which, you know, the, the, yeah. the name and the symbology do tie in with each other. And there's this Jacques Fresco, I mean... Okay, covered this in the past. This is very simple, <clears throat> folks. So I want you to understand the, the, the real insidious nature of this conspiracy theory brought on by the choice of the name Venus, okay? Um, the Venus Project is named the Venus Project because it is in a city called Venus, Florida, okay? That's it. Jacques Fresco didn't name Venus, Florida. It wasn't picked for any reason other than the fact that they live in Venus, Florida. That's it. It has nothing to do with the Morning Star. It has nothing to do with Satan. That, that is the most ridiculous claim I have ever heard about this. You know, but here you have it in the, you know, you know, directly from them to us that we are Satanists because our project happens to be located in a place called Venus, Florida. You know, I guess if somebody happened to live on Hitler Avenue, then that means they're a socialist. <laughs> so anyway, going back to it. Okay. Does he sound like, and he's got a, a good old Florida name, hasn't he? He claims the reason <laughs> it's called Venus is because he's from Venus in Florida, but that's not actually true, is it, Jack Fresco? You've got a business address that you and Roxanne both share. You don't live together. It's a lie, Jack Fresco. You've got your little lackeys out there lying on your behalf. They might not realise they're lying. <laughs> well, he doesn't. He doesn't live there. It's not a residential address. It's a business address, a shared business address, no less. Yes, and and yeah. all this is. They they say that they're going to change this way of doing things to a resources-based economy. Now. 
you know, in, 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 to my way of thinking, uh, money equals resources. The more money you have, the more resources you have. Well, if they're equal, well, the more resources you have. Real quickly, um, if it's true <laughs> that he had, like, something about his address, you know, blah, 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 I, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, at the very worst, who gives a damn? Um, but if you know anything about Jacques Fresco, uh, he is so not spiritual at all. He's a total scientist and atheist. So the notion that he could be a Satanist is ridiculous. Just wanted to take a moment on that. Now they're talking about resources, so I'll get back to it. More money is just... It's, it's, it's using, if you like, cutting out the middleman, the money man. But, but you're still do, using exactly the same resources, whether you've got the money or not. So money is resources. Resources is money. You know, you know it's crazy. And you know, the difference in money is you have the money into the resources you get from the resources you bring. So you're moving that from you. So you're not using the, you know, we lost the audio, Neil. On a need basis, do you get the food you need? Do you get the shelter you need? Do you get the equipment that you need? But then where does wants come in? If you've got no money and you're not being allocated surplus, how can you trade and barter and, and achieve other things with other people off your own back? How do you take up art? Do you ask for the, um, the, the Venus-issued art set? You know, uh, how far does it go? When, when do you get to a point where what you want to do is not on their list so you can't do it? Yeah, well, it's, it's certainly not about freedom, Matt, is it? It's all about control. It is about control, isn't it? But I can see, you know, if they want to control our needs, make sure that we have everything we need, it's a very short-sighted, uh, very short-sighted proposition because the human just doesn't work that way. We always have want, we'll always have a creative artistic side. That, that's, that's more we can already make sure that we've all got everything we need in there. See, that easily. You just yeah. say that, okay, uh, 1% of the tax goes to make sure that everything goes to make sure that everything is it's boring, it's good. You know, uh, 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 you know, the diet that's available for anyone who wishes to go and get it, and we all share lunacy, this this Luciferian lunacy and all this, to achieve the basic necessities of life free for everybody. Not at all. Well, how do you, I mean, if you are rather active in your bedroom, how do you, they're going to guide you reproductive wisely. <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 it's just, it's nonsense, again, similar to, to technocracy. It is, it is, very much like. We're to the end of our first segment and we'll continue with this uh, uh, conversation after the... Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, after the host sponsors have uh, made their. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, so to uh, get to the point here, because I'm going to do my best not to have to play the ads, but um, they said that you know, they were not taking wants into account and that apparently our system is not going to allow people to have the things that they want. The, the ridiculous thing about that is that, in fact, the system that we have now that is already in place is actually a system that um, is preventing people from getting the things that they want. There, and there is no, you know, they also say they, that they dictate what you can and cannot have. Based on the carrying capacity of the earth, there is already a limit to what you can and cannot have. It's there. We try to ignore it, and that's one of the reasons that we're destroying our planet. Okay, the planet can only produce so much. That's the only limitation. It's not a removal of freedom. Okay, you can, you can say you have the freedom to use more gasoline than is in your car. It doesn't change the fact that your car is going to stop running when it runs out of gasoline. Okay? That's right. This is the basic premise that these people just don't grasp, and it's because, once again, you know, it's, there's sensationalism. They say it's not about freedom, that's for sure, it, based on the fact that essentially they know nothing. Okay? Everything that is hindering me from doing what I want to do right now is directly related to the monetary-based system in Michigan. Everything that is stopping me from doing what I want to do right now is based on that. We're talking about a society, okay, where instead of that kind of crap, okay, you have the freedom to choose what you want because what you want is being made available. And if it's not made available, nobody is going to stop you from going and making something you want within reason, okay? And within reason is only based on what we have, okay? Let's say you want to build a house out of titanium, and there's not enough titanium. Well, even if I told you that you could do it, you can't because there isn't enough resources in the first place. The difference is, is that in our system, the way it is now, this is what motivated Jock in the first place, was the Great Depression, walking down the street, seeing people lying in the streets, you know, no clothing that, you know, beyond the dirt that they could put themselves together with, no food, and they couldn't get what they needed and, or, you know, let alone what they wanted, even though the stores were full of resources and full of the things that they needed. Okay? So that system failed those people, and it's ludicrous, okay, to think that we have to have a system where you have these pieces of paper that determine whether or not you get what you want and what you don't want. You know, they talk about freedom of choice, just as Jacques Fresco pointed out. The only way you're going to get anything in this world the way it is now is if you are willing to submit your, your freedom to labor, okay, you're going to have to be willing to sell you, you know, moments of your life, essentially, to somebody else. That's the freedom of choice you have. You have the freedom to choose to work for somebody else. That's what you have. That's not a freedom of choice. That's not freedom at all. Because every time you punch that clock, you walk into a dictatorship. That's right. So did you have any further comments about that? No, that, that you hit the nail on the head, and, and again, to drive the point home, nobody is going to tell anybody you can't have something. The only thing, the only person, and it's not a person, that's going to tell you is Mother Earth. You know, if it's not available, you can't have it. That's just the way it is. It's, right. You know, until we come up with this nanotechnology, 
and you know the food creators that you see in Star Trek uh, that can create something out of nothing. Basically, there's there's a limit to what you can have, and it's not based on somebody telling you you can't have it. They're telling you you can have it if it's available. But if it's not available, you can't have it. It it doesn't get any more simpler than that. Right. Whereas in our system today, you only get to determine what you have if you've gone through the correct loops. Right. You know, um, kiss the right butts to get ahead. And I'm not and I'm not putting down the honest worker. But the honest worker is going the way of the dinosaur because the people who employ people generally, you know, just as you know, it, at least it's becoming more and more prevalent, are not honest people. And they don't care about you. They care about them. They care about their ability to get whatever it is they want. Exactly. Okay. And that system does not in any way, in my opinion, cultivate freedom. Especially not, this is another thing that I always found ridiculous. The reason I left the Restore the Republic movement, because I have no interest in our constitutional republic anymore, because it's entirely a sham. Okay, it's a sham, and it all really, always really was. Okay, when you study the Founding Fathers and what kind of people they were, some of them were good people. But a lot of these people that we enshrine, like Thomas Jefferson, I love a lot of the stuff that he wrote. And, when, and whenever people bring up property rights, and they say, our Founding Fathers valued these property rights, I said, yeah, they also valued the idea that you know, human beings could be private property. That, you know, Thomas Jefferson, one of my favorite writers of the Founding Fathers, owned like hundreds of slaves. In fact, he owned more than anybody else, if I remember right, among the Founding Fathers. Okay. That's, that's correct, and there's people out there that want to bring that back. They, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's literally people out there that want to bring back slavery. It, oh, and it's, my God. And it's so much, well, you know what? They don't have to. Okay, as was pointed out in Zeitgeist Addendum, okay, people who work for only what they need to survive, living in very meager conditions, that's, that's what a slave is. Okay, right. you give them only what they need to continue do it working for you and nothing else. And, you know, are there good jobs left? Yes, there are, because they haven't been automated and they haven't been outsourced yet. If you want to find out about the truth of this, go to these third world countries, study the way that these people are forced to live. Uh, Walmart, the high cost of low prices, is an excellent documentary that talks about the existence of essentially the people who live in China. You know, and it basically the other thing they always say is, well, you know, they have the freedom. They don't have to work for these people. We, we've been over that before on different shows. But, you know, essentially you have the freedom to choose not to work is silly. You, you absolutely must work in our society. You know, are you going to start your own business? Only if you can afford to. We've already been over that too. Right. But anyway, I'm going to get back to playing this, and uh, we'll go from there. The Freedom Fighters show. Uh, we continue with our discussions of the Venus Project. You can join in these discussions by calling 505-715-6522. If you have a call withholding, put star 71 in front. And if you're calling outside the U.S., put plus one in uh, the front. You can also join uh, the discussion by uh, going to revolutionbroadcasting.com, clicking on the chat button and going into the IRC chat and pose your questions there. Just join the conversation. Again, I'm joined by Catherine and Matt, and we'll continue this conversation and discussion about the Venus Project. Uh, we, we, were, we were liking it to 
uh, Zeitgeist Addendum and, and or even a continuation of Zeitgeist Addendum and uh, and the technocracy, the technates. Um, so many things are so similar. It, it, it's 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 got to be, if you like, a more polished version of those. It's slicker. No, it's it's just a little more slick, a little more uh, palatable for the people. <laughs> I don't know about democracy, not Zeitgeist Addendum. Zeitgeist Addendum was a, an introduction to the world to Venus for those who didn't know about it. Okay. Venus is a continuation of the technocrat style model, uh, I believe. Yeah. Why is it that do they do? Does Mr. Fresco actually believe and do his uh, acolytes actually believe that they can transform or modify the basic human behavior of people? Because it seems to take you what it's all about. It seems to be that they weren't actually restructured thinking and behaviors. That if we all got together on it, we could do this. Now, whenever there's numbers, you have numbers, a great deal of people together, you can get a lot of things done. But uh, just, I don't think it's got all to do with getting uh, enough people together to do it. We lost audio again. It's fewer people, fewer bureaucrats. There it is. Yeah. Avoid petty laws and useless and, officials, and, and, and they say. And history, history, Catherine, and modern, modern social science proves that yes, it can be done. Yes, you can turn people into sniveling, obedient little slaves quite easily. Apply the right pressure, the right, the right. Psychology. No, absolutely, yes, you can. Well, I suppose, I suppose you, you certainly can. But in this, the most advanced, the most uh, information-packed age that we've ever been in, I don't think people would be will, are willing to uh, go that route anymore. There was a time when uh, a whole three three generations. You know, they removed the internet. How long do you think? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna comment on this. Um, do they does the Venus Project feel that it can affect the behavior of the world? Um, inevitably, uh, somebody is affecting the behavior of the world. Okay, the the current system that we have now is doing an excellent job of affecting the behavior of the world. It is causing um, wars, crime, strife, you know, all kinds of infighting between you know mankind. It's causing greed. It's causing exploitation. Um, all of those things are true. Do we feel that we can affect the psychology of the world? Yes. It, what, what the question is, what is that purpose? Okay, well, that purpose is that we can affect the psychology of the world in a positive light by simply not allowing there to be anything to fight over anymore. That's, that's what it's about. If you don't have anything to fight over, if you create an environment where... There is nothing to fight over because everybody has what they need. Inevitably, you're going to see positive change. Okay, it, you know it's like uh, in the technocracy show that was on this network. Um, There's actually a study that I, I hope that Peter Joseph gets his hands on. Um, 
But uh, apparently this guy tested some chickens. Uh, I guess his name was Pavlov. Did chickens to determine the way that they were behaving. And he, he gave this one group of chickens all the feed that they could possibly need. And those chickens got along just fine. Um, he had another group of chickens that he deprived, essentially, and only gave so much food. Well, as you can probably imagine, those chickens didn't get along. Okay? They eventually fought, and some of them even killed each other. Okay? That's what happened. You know, can we affect the psychology of the earth? Well, this current system is certainly doing that right now. Okay? And I, I honestly am not really too impressed with the way that it does. <laughs> Sorry for the kid noise in the background, but Thunder, did you have comments? No, it, you, again, you're, you're nailing it. it I, I, I just sit here with my jaw dropping at, at where these people are coming up with this stuff. That um, are we trying to control, uh, you know, a difference in the way people think? Well, no. Uh, when you change the environment. We could get into a whole show on that. When you change the environment for the better, then, of course, people are going to think different. But they're going to think differently, in a, like you said, in a positive way. So I don't know what these people are missing. They're just missing the point, and it's kind of sad. I lost your audio. I'm not, if you're talking, I'm not hearing you. Sorry about that. Okay, you know what's funny okay. about these people is that these are the first kind of people who will step forward and say that, you know, and Alex Jones does this, okay, and then he makes, then the funny thing is, is that he, he studies the tactics of terror tactics so well that he uses them in his own broadcasts, okay, and that's one of the things that would happen here. You know, it, was, it was the same thing, you know, in this network. I had problems with it constantly. It was that they tried to scare people away with, like, totally irrational comments that don't even make any sense. You know, we, yeah. they, they are the people who claim that we need to, we need to uh, avoid terror tactics at all costs, you know, that the government is full of propaganda, and then they turn around and they use propaganda towards their own ends. And I imagine that they justify that in their heads by saying, oh, well, we're doing this for the good of mankind, so, you know, we're going to scare people away from listening to your show, um, VTV, because, um, we, because you're talking badly about Chuck Baldwin, and we happen to like Chuck Baldwin because Ron Paul said so, so it's in our best interest to tell everybody that you're a disinformation person and a liar. This is all stuff that actually happened, I might add. Um, even though I'm pointing out stuff that was on uh, Chuck Baldwin's website, or rather his party's website. Essentially, to, to give a little background of what I'm talking about, was the fact that uh, when Ron Paul uh, basically said he supported the candidacy of Chuck Baldwin, I went and did my own research. Oh, imagine that. Okay. I'm a Mike Gravel follower. Mike Gravel was part of military intelligence back when um, they were lying to us. He read the Pentagon Papers to expose lies about Vietnam, basically risking his life, not to mention his career, obviously. Okay. And he taught me, you need to look into this stuff yourself. Okay. You, you need to do this yourself. Don't let anybody, don't even let me tell you like it is. You know? And that's, I took away from that, and I basically, what I learned you know, was that we were doing the same things in our own movement. We were basically giving disinformation. And when it came to the Constitution Party, what I studied on their website, okay, this is not stuff I made up. If you go to the Constitution Party website, um, there's a lot of stuff that is not in any fashion libertarian. They're very anti-gay, uh, very um, theocracy. They believe that, you know, the Bible and the Constitution are connected and that the two of them should basically be the same document. You know, anyway... So I exposed that on that network. And because Chuck Baldwin was their new golden boy, they needed to go after me. 
You know, they, they could not refute what I said, and they didn't even try. Okay, they would say, well, Chuck Baldwin doesn't believe that. Don't listen to this VTV guy because, you know, he's lying. You know, even though I could provide the links, okay, here, go look for yourself. It's on the Constitution Party's website. These people believe in a lot of very non-freedom, you know, oriented things. And they didn't have a logical recourse. So instead, they would type in all capital letters in the chat rooms, don't listen to VTV, he's a liar, he's a disinformation person. You know, and it, it, that's all scare tactics and propaganda. Well, where do you think they learned that? From the exact people that they claim that they're going to be fighting. And that's what you're dealing with here. You know, when Alex Jones did his show um, about, you know, basically, so of course he couldn't get Peter Joseph back on, and Jacques Fresco turned him down. Okay, Jacques Fresco just wouldn't even go on Alex Jones' show, and I don't really <laughs> I don't blame him. Um, you know, Alex Jones then made a show after the fact where he just made stuff up just like blatantly lied about things. You know, once again, with grains of truth to try to keep the listener interested. But for the most part, he was full of it, okay? And you, there, this is one of the reasons why it's necessary that people listen to this, is that I recognize that, that this, this tendency to use these tactics, terror tactics, uh, misinformation tactics, you know, towards a certain political end, is a common problem in any system, any like even independent media is not invulnerable to this, people. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get at. These people are doing it right now. They're telling everybody that they're telling the important truths to everyone, you know, and you should listen to them because you know they're going to save the world with their information. And then they lie, and then they misrepresent, and then they basically do whatever they can to try to make anybody who detracts from them look bad. Um, and, you know, is that what I'm doing? In some fashions, the difference is, is that I don't have to actually make anything up. The truth is damning enough as it is. <laughs> that was true when I went after the Constitution Party, and it's true right now. Do you have any comments on that? Um, no, not, not really. There's somebody in the chat room, though, that's asking if you're going to talk about the, what it looks like, NI4H, apparently NI4D? something. NI4D? Yeah, NI4, he said NI4H, Mike Gravel's initiative to allow the public to put items on a ballot that people okay. can vote for. Um, I'm not going to go into it pretty he very heavily. I did whole shows about it, if you look at my archives from a while ago. But the National Initiative for Democracy is a federal ballot initiative. The idea that Mr. Uh, Gravel has is that we should have federal ballots, very similar to the state ballots you know, that you have now. You would put together a petition. And the people would vote on said petition, or you know, after the petition, you know, the petition would be to propose, say, a certain federal law, like we want to have term limits, was the example Mike Gravel gives. Okay, and okay. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, and essentially, you know, you put together the petition. If you get enough people to sign it, then it goes before a ballot, and then if if the ballot succeeds, then you have a new federal law. This is actually how a lot of governments, like Switzerland, for example. In Switzerland, their federal ballot initiatives are actually required. It's, it's like a referendum. Required to do certain things. Like you cannot deploy the Swiss military, for example, to a, to a long-standing um, conflict without a referendum of the people. Um, so that's what the NI4D is about. I hope that eventually we get past even the need for direct democracy, but I do support the NI4D. But um, that being said, I'm going to move on. Is it people to forget it existed one, two, three generations? How long? Not very long. Get rid of, get rid of five and a half billion people and more than half billion haven't got the internet. How long do you think it takes them to forget? 
I don't think you could have something like this, though, and, and people would be willing to uh, do without it once you tasted it. Well, you see, you think yeah. what you've got when you emerge from the bunker, that's what you've got. It says, I mean, in their site, it clearly states to rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. I mean, the age of reason. This is Luciferian. <laughs> there was the age of enlightenment and then the age of uh, ideology. Now we're coming into the age of reason. Now we're in the age of tempered reason. <laughs> oh, eradication of tempered reason. That's what we're trying to do. We're not cool. they're, they're suggesting we're coming out of the age of tempered reason and into the age of reason. Rational, yeah. science and technology based rational decision making out with the theology and myth and, and belief. With the computers and the programmers. Right. <laughs> That's the, a good point, John. Who would be programming? Who would be uh, making these programs? Who would, what mind would be behind the software that would. would uh, well, obviously, obviously, the frescoes of this world. I mean, you know, this is this is clear, you know. Bill Gates has injected how many billion into eugenics? Oh yeah. So there's new technology aspects right there queuing up for it. He's already he's already got his um, his his own house even is almost exclusively computer operated. Yeah. That's the scariest man alive. So all you all all your personal individual decisions, your own decisions, are out the window. You'd be told what you can eat, what you can, you know, what you're going to be supplied with, the house, you know, one size fits all, nobody's going to have a better house than you, you're all going to be, this is, this is nonsense. It was actually on the Revolution Broadcasting Network yesterday. Yep, we lost audio again. Yeah, that's okay. I wanted to get in on this anyway. Okay. Yeah. It looks like you're getting ready to talk about me, um, which is funny. But uh, the idea that you don't have any choice, we've kind of already been over that. You'll note that they just keep repeating themselves. That's another yeah. thing that Alex Jones did a lot. Like, and, and the funny thing is they'll, they'll add to it every time they repeat it. Like one of the things that Alex Jones said like during his debunking zeitgeist thing that he did after the Peter Joseph interview was he said, there's a little bit of religion in this, despite the fact that they say that there isn't. Actually, there's some religion. This is over the course of the broadcast. Actually, there's some religion involved in this. No, actually, there's a lot of religion involved in this. Uh, actually, it's packed full of religion, you know, and just starts getting louder and louder and louder, even yeah. though he's just he's lying through the whole thing. There, there's no religion directly in the Venus Project. But because there's a quote from Krishmataru in the beginning of the movie, uh, we have to assume that that means that, you know, anything that he says must be the Venus Project. Um, and he also, Alex Jones also went on to just make up stuff about him, but I, I won't get into the tangent here, but um, you're not, okay, when he says things like you're not going to be allowed to have a better house than anybody else, everybody's going to have the best possible house, period, okay? The way it is right now, unless you're privileged, you're not allowed to have a better house than anybody else, okay? It's the illusion of freedom that the capitalist system gives you, essentially, okay? Yeah, you can have whatever kind of house you want. That is, of course, until the financial system is failing, okay? Because people at the top always get greedier. This is true of every system, 
Okay. The only difference now is that in our system, we've managed to essentially convince ourselves that we have freedom of choice that we don't have. Um, I'm going to go ahead and continue to play this. Sure. And get on, I guess, that they're talking about me. Although it would be more like consider living to be like a motel. So you go and there'll be certain things that are there for you to use. You know, like TV, maybe bed, shower, you know, all the furnishings and stuff. They'll be there for you to use. But your own personal belongings, you know, your clothes and your toothbrush, they'll be yours to keep and do as you choose. And that's a, that's an exciting proposition, is it? Like, selling point is like, it was a freaking this carrying capacity, this control of resources, the control of the masses, the control, it sounds so like communism, it's unbelievable. Everything is held in the common That's actually also exactly what capitalists say when you try to tell them that there are flaws in capitalism. They tell you that, well, it's never been applied properly. Okay. He, he goes over some of the things that I actually have already covered, so I'm not going to go over them again. But, um, you know, he once again fails to recognize that it's not that anybody's going to force you to live in the equivalent of a hotel room with your personal belongings being in a suitcase. Because, you know, and it's not like something that you're being made to settle for. As we've already been over, you can have more personal belongings. You can stay in the same house all of your life. You know, you can go ahead and have a bunch of stuff that you're using that's just yours if that's what you want to do. The question is, is that, is that what you'd want to do when you have access to the whole world? Okay. The other thing that they tend to attack is, like, you'll notice that they, they speak about this in a fashion that is negative because it's contrary to, the, you know, the capitalist system. Okay. Um, is that, you know, the notion of, you know, ha, 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 let's laugh a little bit louder because then somehow we'll be right and they'll be wrong. Ha, ha, ha. And then they say things like, you know, holding the world in common heritage is, you know, a good idea. Ha, ha, ha. You know, that's, that's such a, you know, that, that's so insidious and evil for them to be thinking like that, you know, because after all, um, you know, not taking into consideration the good of in the entirety of humanity is fine. And that will lead humanity forward, you know, so far in our thinking if we continue to do that. Because after all, it's been working out great so far, hasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's the part that they don't want to listen to. You know, in fact, they attack the notion that people might work together towards a better common good for everybody, including the individual. Right. Okay, is an evil concept. If you say that, okay, for example, at a libertarian convention, you will get looked at as though you just spoke blasphemy. Okay, right. the notion that you might ever care 
about anybody other than yourself, okay, is evil to these people, okay? Now, I acknowledge that some people in the past have made that claim, okay? Hitler, of course, claimed that everything he was doing was for the good of all Germany, and everybody should just go along with everything he said. The funny thing is, is he didn't listen to all of Germany about everything he did. He just did a really good job of convincing them that he was doing the right thing. Right. In communist states, you have dictators, cruel dictators like Stalin, okay, um, you know, who essentially, you know, they, they claim that he's doing everything for his country and the communist system. They always claim that, you know, they're doing, you know, that they're trying to take everybody's good into account. Yet for some reason, you know, you have the Kim Jong-ils of the world that are living great and the rest of North Korea in a communist nation supposedly is in poverty, okay. These are examples of people blatantly not even doing what they believe. But it's a common thing that's going to happen in any system where scarcity is a reality. When there's only so much resources, then there's going to be people like Kim Jong-il living high on the hog while the rest of their country is not when they have control of the resources. We're talking about a situation where the resources are made as infinite as possible through science. Okay? That's the difference, the serious difference between communism and the Venus Project is the fact that they didn't even really have an intellectual approach, okay? And the funny thing that gets brought up, actually, if you bother to listen, um, at the Living on Purpose interview, one of these days I'll play this because I'm planning on doing shows about communism and socialism too, is that he points out what happened to him when he went to a Marxist-Leninist meeting. Um, they kicked him out because he was saying, well, what are you going to do about the corruption that's going to happen when this, you know, your elite group of people kind of go out of their way to make sure that they're taken care of first? And they threw him out of the meeting because he was saying things that were contradictory to Karl Marx. They didn't even want to listen. They didn't want to talk to him about it. Does this sound familiar? Okay. <laughs> you know, how dare you speak against Ron Paul? I mean, Karl Marx. You know, and I'm not comparing the two of their ideologies at all. Okay. Um, and I believe that Karl Marx probably thought he was well-intentioned. There's also a big difference between what Karl Marx wrote and what Lenin and his people did. Okay. Um, so essentially, though, um, just as there also is a, lot, a big difference between what Ron Paul says and what his followers do. But, you know, it, you take all that into account and remember that essentially you're dealing with people that um, they never see anything outside of themselves. All the other systems have these flaws. Our system does not. And I know that some of us basically, you know, some of us in the Venus Project say that. The difference is, is that I can explain my reasoning logically. They can't. They explain their reasoning through ridicule, through attacking Jacques Fresco, making fun of Jacques Fresco, because in a Cro-Magnon world, that's sufficient to convince somebody of something. I'm afraid that doesn't apply to me, and that's the reason why I am who I am, because I made my own decisions, and I didn't let anybody else propagandize me into making them for me. So, Amen. I'm going to continue. A bit into Marx, right? So I made some silly statements and got pulled up on him. And I, I have looked into Marx. There's nothing good about the guy. He won't follow working man at all. Is what he was actually for is getting everybody to be the working man. There's every intent in having a, 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 a ruling class. Every intent. The guy was bad. It was bad news, actually. And to suggest that, that the outcome was somehow twisted, that's not, that's, that's not exactly true. I hope there's some pretty romantic things about communism, but you know, but the, the, the misguided, the, you've got to look at the source as well as the, the outcome, and they still do complement each other. Well, it, this, this still 
looks like a hierarchy to me. You know, the, the elite at the top of the computers will be telling people what they need, what they can have, what they can do. Is it you between? Know. The middleman being the technology, so you never actually get to... Just like 1984, where you've got a monitor in your living room telling you what you do and don't do, can and can't do. You never actually get to see the guy. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if you'll, you, you have to watch this film tonight at 8 o'clock. I mean, how far are they going to go with this stupidity? They're not going to get very far with it because I think more and more and more people are realising it's actually a load of crap and freedom-loving freedom people see it as a threat, so it's not going anywhere. It, it isn't going anywhere. Well, no, I mean, it... it Clearly, it clearly takes away all your freedom. Uh, it, it may, I mean, in exchange for maybe a, a, a little security of food and shelter and what have you, but other than that, I cannot see the great benefits of this system. I can't either. I see a danger, a big danger, when you make a, a deity, when you deify science like that. I mean, you can pretty well see where that's going. You make a god of science and it's, logic. It's what's logic, isn't it, Catherine? Because it's, mm -hmm. as we all know, science is nothing exact in science. Nothing. No, that's Science is the first to tell you that there's no such thing as a circle. It's only theory. There's no such thing as a square. It's only theory. Science is just pure theory. Theory. I feel like my brain cells are getting killed listening to that, but um, I'm telling you, I, I I just want I want to find these people and just <laughs> just bitch slap them. They're just being <laughs> stupid. Okay, well let's not fall down the ad hominem joke ourselves. I mean I realize well, I just did not. it, but your point though is that essentially though he's trying to debunk science because apparently irrational behavior is the better choice, and they're trying to say you know that we're deifying science. Actually, if you're a scientist, you don't deify anything. Okay, this is the major complication, okay, that they don't get about our application of science in the Venus Project, okay, is the fact that we're talking about provable um, conclusions, and then we make our decisions based on those, okay? Right. We don't just make our decisions willy-nilly, okay? And that's the funny thing is you talk about the freedom of choice. The thing that these people usually bring up is, well, what if I want 17 televisions? You know, are you going to stop me from having 17 televisions? It's like they're protecting their right to be ridiculous, you know, and it's insidious of us to, you know, in any way suggest to them that that might not be a good idea. And because other regimes that they try to compare us to would have forced somebody not to do that, well, then that must mean that that was what we were going to do, too, even though the Venus Project doesn't advocate that anywhere. But because these other people did it, you know, we erect the straw man, you see, well, we said that it's communism. So now let's talk about communism for five minutes, which is what they did, to say that, you know, this is what's wrong with the Venus Project, even though the Venus Project is not communism. Right. Okay. Now, it, it, it also, you know, once again, we have more laughing, more making fun of, more, more just total irrationality. And then they claim that we're not going to go anywhere. Um, and then they say that we're not logical because they say that all science, you know, is, is theory. Okay. This reminds me of the ridiculous argument I had with that SOAC guy who claimed that science, okay, 
is, um, you know, is, is not, you know, a rule. It's just a word. Like, I remember actually, it's like, because we were talking about how we use science to govern ourselves. Soak was an anarchist. So he, had, of course, believed that nothing should have authority over anything ever. Okay, he believed in some weird notion called spontaneous order, that if everybody just did whatever they wanted all the time, that eventually everybody would just get along, everything would be fine. That you can't allocate anything, you can't delegate anything, you know, and that nobody has authority over anything. And I said, okay, so you don't like science having authority either. He's like, nope. And I was like, okay, but science, science's only authority is through its ability to prove what is real and what is not. Okay, and the serious different, seriously different motive when they say deify. The major difference between science and religion is that when religion is proven wrong, they continue their delusion. Okay, when science is proven wrong, they improve upon their understanding and they are willing to change their belief structure based on that. Now there are exceptions. Okay, there are scientists who are real bullheaded. Okay, but a lot of that is usually brought on because they're competing for grants in a monetary system. Scientists make their living through grants. These people essentially live through things that are, you know, either grants or investments. So they need to be better than that other scientist over there because they want to make money. Okay, so it, that's a, a situation that will also not exist in a monetary society. Or I'm, I'm sorry, in a Venus Project society. Okay, um, and essentially, just it's, it's a flawed understanding. They don't know what they're talking about, but they just they want to, you know, they'll, they'll, once again, they keep repeating themselves. They keep repeating flawed logic, saying you won't have any choice, you won't have any choices, you won't have any choices, you won't have, as if maybe if they say that often enough, that'll somehow make it true. You'll note that they very rarely actually really even quote anything from the Venus Project directly. They take little tiny excerpts, and then they erect straw men, essentially false ideas, and then hold us accountable to things that we never even said, and then try to make their argument accordingly. Okay. This is sensationalist. This is also essentially a manipulation of the mind. They want you to react the way that they want you to react, so now they're going to do things to try to influence you, to try to scare you. Okay. I urge you that if you have doubts about the Venus Project, come to the Zeitgeist Forum, go to the Venus Project section. I'll be happy to answer your questions. Okay. Um, I do so in links, usually. And if, I, you know, and if I haven't answered your question to your satisfaction, I'll even bring you on the show and you can talk about it and we can have an exchange. As long as you conduct yourself like an intellectual with the intention of getting information, even if you don't agree with me when you're finished, I'll be happy to chat you up. No problem. Okay. However, you know, if your interest is to essentially you know, spread more disinformation because something might be different than what you believe, this is the actually other real problem with it. When I said that you know, the, the belief in the free market reaches like, religious proportions, it's because these people get so offended when you talk like this, and they say things are nonsense when they're not. They use the word fallacy a lot, but we don't do that. I mean, as far as like, we're not going to attack you for your ideas. We may attack your logic. We're not going to attack you as a person because that doesn't even suit our purposes. The Venus Project is based on free um, exchanges of information, that are brought on by an interest to better the whole world, not just, not just yourself, not just your corporation. And this is actually something about one of Nash's theories that people bring up and they don't really, you know, go, it goes, they go over it in the beautiful mind, is that he eventually came up with this theory that the best way for everybody was to do what's best for yourself and the group. When you come together, for example, as a group and say, let's have a swimming pool for our group that everybody will get to use, that still benefits the individual, okay? That still benefits you if you're part of that, okay? 
that that's the part that's not so you know evil and insidious. So anyway, I'll get back to this. Science theories. is theory waiting for its proof, and that's it. So, no, you see, the problem with scientific theories is other theories come along and debunk the previous theory. Too late when you've already executed five and a half billion people and realize it yeah. were a mistake. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Oops, that were a flawed theory. Let's go back to the drawing board. Oh, shit, we've got no one to make the drawing board. Oh, what do we do? Let's go back to his caves. Mm-hmm. Well, it says here anyway on the site, twice, you know, for emphasis, leave room for nature. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> well, AKA, get rid of these, these people. Pesky little cancers called humans. Human beings. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Oh. Humans. Well, I... I, I no, they're not wanting to get rid of humans. The humans would be the guys behind the machines. The human beings are all rid of. Oh, they yeah, those, oh, yeah. Us, us chattels. We lost audio again. with population or with whether or not we have enough resources, it's the disbursement well, of it. You see, you know, the thing is, Catherine, it seems to suggest, it seems to, to suggest that by controlling the entire planet's resources, they will gain control of all the population. So... so Anyway, the world, because you'd be all a subservitude, won't you? you? You rely wholeheartedly on your number that's probably in your shape on your arm that's putting that machine working. And if you do everything Absolutely. that's expected of you, you will continue to get your quota. Yeah, and, and if you're a naughty... If you're a naughty yeah. boy, they simply turn, you know, turn the rivet chip off, and they, yeah. you know, you're out of communication with with the computer that supplies your needs. What? I don't think they free you like that. I think they just reduce your water supply. You see how they basically once again just totally attributed things, and they gave no basis whatsoever of how they got any of this from the Venus Project. Exactly. Okay, you know why they didn't find that on the Venus Project website? Because it's not there. <laughs> Yet, listen, the way that they're talking about it, okay, they get you sold. They tell you a few excerpts from the website. Then suddenly you're listening to them. Then they start talking about unrelated things. They don't say that they're unrelated, but of course the subject of the show is the Venus Project indoctrination. So obviously it must be about the Venus Project. This is why listeners need to be very careful about what information they take in. And one of the things that always worries me about it is that, yes, alternative media is great, and I'm glad that we have it. But when you have people with a specific political agenda, you know, as I said previously, alternative media is not immune to corruption. And this is an excellent example. They are corrupting the truth towards their own end because they want people to think the way that they do. The truth is a secondary issue at that point and is not in any way important. I'm going to go back to it. And, and reduce your food supply and turn your lights off at 9 o'clock instead of 11 and things like that. 
and beat you back into submission rather than setting you free, turning your chip off. Yeah, well, I mean, energy is is a resource, so you'd be told how much energy you can use. You use energy just by breathing. I don't say, where is the food supposed to come from and the home supposed to come from? All the things that everyone will have in equal measure, in equal parity, everyone will be even. This Venus project seems to be uh, uh, money, although they say we're going to get rid of money, uh, they seem to be yeah. money-orientated. Yeah, money-orientated, because they're asking, they're asking for donations to build this, this, this city, this... this, this well, how, how's, that different, how's that different from technocracies when they want you to give them $15 a year? It ain't different, is it? Well, you said how it's different. You said how it's different. That's not. That's what, that, that's what that guy on the radio the other night tried to suggest. This is how we're different. We're not money. Well, it is. It is money orientated exactly the same way. You said that's how it's different. I'm sorry. I'm pulling you up. I, I meant, I, well, I meant to, what I meant to say. There's no difference with technocracy. It's no different. Yeah. Well, that's what you said. Don't you say now? This is different. You can see it's money. No, well, they all seem to be. These, these little groups of movements all seem to be fully orientated. You know, they're not interested really in the people. It's just the money. So they want you to fund their own enslavement. That's right. That goes right to the heart of my question. If money is not going to be part of it. break because they said, and we're using the Venus Project's actual website to make our arguments. So far over the course of the show, I believe I've heard like maybe 30 seconds of actual material from the Venus Project. And we've been at this for what, like an hour or two hours now? Okay. Two hours, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just ridiculous. Just, basically, I mean, it, this is an example, people, is that when you're going to listen to what these people have to say, you know, be very clear about where they're, where they're coming from. 
So basically, you know, I mean, listening to what they just said, you know, the things that they're talking about, it's almost now it's like we've been, we've been listening to the same arguments over and over again, the same stuff that really is not even remotely true. And, but they just keep saying it over and over and over again, um, you know, because eventually, you know, the funny thing is, is that that's a mind control tactic, okay? Constant repetition of propaganda is a mind control tactic. Right. Um, that's why when they take you to re-education camps in a fascist state, they just keep playing the same stuff over and over and over and over again, because those patterns basically find their way into your brain, Okay, and eventually, you know, you start to, re, you know, find yourself repeating what you just heard a billion times over like a parrot. Um, so, um, but anyway, uh, bearing all that in mind, um, do you have any comments so far? No, I, I it just, it astounds me that they, like you said, that uh, for nearly two hours now, we've been listening to them repeat the same five minutes of dialogue for the most part. That right you know, that, that the Venus Project is going to tell you what to eat and how much you can eat and what you can have, and, you know, and, and they're going to control all this. Therefore, uh, if you don't cooperate, they're going to turn the little chip off that they're putting in your arm. It's just utter ridiculous stuff that they're coming up with, and we need to get them on a show. <laughs> They'll never come. Like I said, when, that, when I came back well, to that network, even just a little while, uh, Matt ran. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Took off. You know, if, if, they're, if they so believe in what they're saying, then why don't they, you know, in other words, they must not believe their own BS, and that's not bad science, uh, or they would, you know, voluntarily come on one of your shows or one of my shows and have a discussion about it. Well, um, you know, I would try, but my experience with this guy in the past, which is actually why I stopped talking to him, is he would invite me to his conference calls that he had with his organization. And I, I didn't just go along with everything he said, so obviously eventually that started to annoy him. Um, and then eventually it just came down to a falling out because yeah. he was starting to look very foolish, and eventually he just decided to attack me. Um, but I do want to address uh, one thing that's very important. Um, that they said was like, why is the Venus Project asking for donations? Yeah, I um, hope you know, touched on that because, yeah. Because, well, you know, the funny thing is, is that, okay, we, we do live uh, in a monetary system, you know, the system that they claim is actually supposed to be the best system. So uh, apparently, uh, I guess that um, we should just be able to, um, you know, have our movement and get our ideas out without using any money, even though that's what currently makes the world go around. The fact that it's even necessary for us to do that is kind of a proof positive that, um, you know, essentially, um, you know, the fact that we can't just exchange our ideas and meet with our agendas to help people understand where we're coming from without asking for donations is actually proof positive that the system fails. Because if anybody has their motivation to be the betterment of mankind, even if they're wrong, if there's a price tag on that, then we've already, you know, essentially held ourselves back as a species because spreading information for the sake of trying to better human understanding, costing something is a problem. That doesn't mean that it still doesn't cost something. Now, Jacques and Roxanne, the donations they get are tiny, okay, I can tell you this, in comparison to the amount of money they put into what they're doing. They've been doing this out of their own pocket for, like, I believe, over years, okay, 
they've had to make a lot of decisions to determine how they were going to get things across. They do sell their books and videos, you know, so does everybody else. But they did put a lot of effort into it, and we live in a capitalist society where they took time out of their own profit, essentially, their own survival, okay, for the sake of trying to help mankind as a whole. Inevitably, any such effort is going to require donations. There's nothing you can do about that. Uh, Ron Paul asked for donations. We gave him millions of dollars. Does that mean that there's something with Ron Paul for asking for our money? Obviously not. He needed our money. Okay? I was one of the people who donated to him, and I don't regret it. Okay? I don't agree with everything he says now, but at least I believe that the man honestly wanted to make effect positive change. I believe that he believes what he says. He would not have endured what he did otherwise. You know, to go through all of that. And he certainly didn't personally profit for it. You know, he donated it to Campaign for Liberty, and they continue their work. Right. Um, so I think that the idea of, like, um, essentially assigning, you know, all these insidious motives to everything based on nothing is another one of those things. They ask these questions like, you know, well, what, how are they going to do this, or how are they going to do that? Are they going to do this evil thing? Is this what they're going to do? You know, note the sensationalism. Okay, yeah. You, know, you run into this on the forums quite a bit, too, is that the detractors generally just, you know, they, like I said, more straw men. You know, they come from the perspective of claiming that they, sorry for the kid noise, uh, they come from the perspective of claiming that they know what's going on. They even made statements, false statements on this very show, claiming that they're using our website as the basis for their argument, even though, as we have already proven, they quoted very little content from the actual website. Um, Thunder, go ahead and comment on that for a moment. I have to take a brief, quick, brief break, so you have the floor. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, you were talking about the forums, and, and um, I don't go into the forums that often because when I do, I, I get frustrated. I'm probably going to try to be a moderator in there. Um, so those of you that are listening that seem to be having issues in the forum, um, we could talk about that for a minute if you want. Uh, but it's a moot point. Uh, you know, there's there's just some things that are, are being worked on to make things better in there. It obviously, it's not perfect, and there's always going to be people that will come in and, and cause hate and discontent and disruptive behavior, and, you know, that's the way it is. Uh, we can't, um, you know, just... Do, get rid of all these people with a heavy hand because then we get accused of censorship, which is BS. Uh, that's not the case. They're trying to keep a sense of integrity in the forums so that uh, things don't get out of hand. So those of you that feel like you've been victimized in the forums and you've been censored, you know what? You need to get over it. That's not the case. And uh, so enough about that. Um, Anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping, I'm going to try to do some investigation on my own uh, to try to locate who these people are and try to get them on a show. If they really believe in what they're saying, then they won't be afraid to come on and, and have an intellectual debate about it. Although, you know. Uh, there's a... Uh, 90 seconds left in what will be live broadcasted. If you don't mind, Thunder, I'd like to finish this in a third hour. Um, I have no problem with that whatsoever. And uh, that will be available on the archives that should be available uh, after we're done recording. Um, so I guess you're going to have another special three-hour V radio show. Awesome. Um, 
So, uh, but yeah, um, I'm sorry about the brief interruption there, folks. Um, my Venus Project brainwashing of my children has not quite taken hold yet. So they, uh, you know, they still fight over scarcity of toys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, we're going to get back here to uh, uh, what we're, you know, what we're doing. And as I said to the live listeners, um, this, the rest of the show will be available on the archive. Um, unfortunately, there are three parts of this. We haven't even gotten through the first part of this ridiculous show that these people put on, um, and I don't feel I'll even need to go through all of it. But um, you know, every now it's unfortunate that I basically we have to sift through the repetition. Okay, we have to sift through um, essentially, you know, them repeating themselves 30 billion times over and over again um, to get to the new points. Like, so I had to wait there while I'm listening to these guys talk about. Uh, you know, about the same stuff that we've already debunked just to bring up, well, why are they asking for donations? You know, now we've gotten to another relevant point. Um, so uh, there goes the live stream, but um, now we're on our uh, blog talk archive. So let me go ahead and uh, continue to play more of this garbage. And uh, as Thunder and I, your host, take out the trash. Freedom fighters for all of us dealing with the Venus Project. Uh, we want to welcome back all our listeners and we want to thank all those who have downloaded our, our shows from Mininova. We'd like you to visit the, uh, the site and listen to the program live on Revolution Broadcasting. Um, that, would, uh, that would please us immensely. Uh, well, I'm joined again by uh, Matt G, British and Proud, and Catherine. Uh, we were having a conversation in, in, in our private little chat during the adverts, and, and Matt came up with some uh, quite quite valid points. So, Matt, can you take it away, man? Okay, yeah. I, I think it started with, with stating that, that if, 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 the, if technocracy and, and Venus were actually for, for our betterment, in our interest, we would have been consulted in the process, and we haven't been. We were never consulted by them. Um, that's probably not what you wanted me to repeat, is it? It's more than the... the if, if, if people see Alex Jones' endgame, I know millions and millions of people have. I've seen it several times. I know you two have both seen it. And, and, and what Alex Jones is describing in that endgame, right, this, this Venus, this technocracy, that is the end game, right? Slight variant of it, maybe, you know. Okay, um, about people not being consulted. Okay, this is another example of um, how these people have no idea what they're talking about. Okay, one of the principal um, designs, actually, that you see in the book, uh, The Best of Money Can't Buy, is they, they describe um, a meeting area that that is in the... Um, one of the cities, okay? And uh, the point of this meeting area is that people in that local community would be able to communicate with other people in that community using computer technology. Um, they would be able to just various proposals that they might have. They would have access to the computer technology to create images of the things that they are discussing as, you know, essentially in real time just by asking the computer to describe them for you. And then together as a group of people intent on doing what's best for everybody, as in everybody being consulted at this stage, you would then come to conclusions based on the, the validity of these arguments. Okay, 
So there is a system for um, participation. Uh, the interdisciplinary teams that are described in the Venus Project, okay, are just teams of people who have essentially volunteered and are, can be chosen differently depending on what you know, project you propose. You propose projects to change the world essentially in the Venus Project and um, you go over it with the rest of humanity to determine whether or not it's a good idea. You know, they don't get really into the, uh, the same governmental systems that we have because we don't really think it's going to come down to that. When people are motivated not by just being right for the sake of not looking bad in front of everybody else, but instead are motivated by the betterment of mankind, then when somebody else has a better idea than you, then you'll be okay with that because there won't be any competition of that variety. We won't be competing to look better than the other guy. We'll be, you know, we won't be competing at all. We'll all be on the same team that's another one of the problems here is that mankind tends to think of itself as a big group of individuals free to exploit the world. It'll always, you know, don't worry, there'll always be plenty left of the earth. You know, we can, uh, it's totally fine for me to pollute the, you know, pollute the ocean because it benefits me as an individual. And if you try to say that that's bad because you're saying that, you know, that's not good for the whole of humanity, well, you're evil. I mean, how dare you ask me to care about what affects the whole world, you know, <laughs> This is yeah. the kind of ridiculous backwards thinking that these people come up with. You know, and so next he wants to quote Alex Jones. Um, I watched Endgame. You know, it did raise a few flags for me. But the Venus Project and Endgame have nothing in common. Okay? One of the other things that's repeated throughout the book, The Best That Money Can't Buy, which I suggest these people read before they continue to try to claim to be educated journalists speaking about something they know anything about, okay, uh, in The Best That Money Can't Buy, he repeatedly states, I want to make sure that this is clear to everybody. We are not advocating, nor do we in any way support any global elite making decisions for everybody. Okay? And that, that's one of the biggest points, actually, when it comes to who makes decisions that is different about us than other people. Okay? Is that there are already people, there is already an elite group making your decisions for you. If you think that the democracy that we have now is in any way a participatory system, you are naive, okay? You could not, I hope, could not possibly be that naive. Everything that um, Zeitgeist Denim states about the political system, about politicians not being elected to change things, but being elected to stay the same, you know, um, unless you're going to make a lot of very serious changes to your system, it will always be owned by the highest bidder, okay? And this means no political campaign contributions, well, you can't get a libertarian to do that because they're never willing to say, you know, they're never willing to let anybody, you know, tell them what they can and cannot do with their money, of course, because that's not freedom. So instead we have freedom to buy the government at will. And then that somehow is supposed to facilitate freedom for everybody, okay? And it doesn't. It facilitates freedom for the rich over the poor. This is nothing new. It happens in every system where you can do this. And unless they were willing to make changes to their system that would not be freedom-oriented changes, okay, because there's more than just freedom of the individual to pursue life and happiness, we're talking about, this is actually a very common problem with both anarchists and libertarians, is that eventually they don't see it because they're so obsessed with making sure that nobody has any authority over themselves that in some cases they're trying to protect their rights to hurt other people, right. okay, to take other people's rights away. So... We don't have a right to listen to Ron Paul if Rupert Murdoch determines, because he owns the media, whether or not we have the right to see or listen to Ron Paul. Tell me that that's a system that's supposed to be free. Okay? This is the inherent corruption that they cannot possibly get rid of 
and still maintain their own logic, their own theories, their own beliefs. It, the two are not compatible. Um, that's the, the biggest thing that I would say about that. And uh, Thunder, unless you got a comment, I'm going to continue. No, please continue. What, what we see here in writing compared with the, the, the reality if they ever get madness on the ground and then take what Alex Jones describes in the end game, that's what we're talking about here. This is where they're heading for. Alex Jones, in my estimation, was, was correct that this is what these people would like. And here we have, all nicely polished up, good to go, Venus Project. <laughs> the end game. <laughs> the end game thing, yeah. I'm not suggesting for a second Alex Jones is involved with being absolutely not. When he, when he with the, the, the expose that he's done on Venus, I've, I've done my own research on Venus, I've done my own research on Alex Jones, uh, sorry, if you think you're researched, pal, you should probably go do some more. <laughs> okay, the, the end game scenario is an elite global group of people who are intent on only being in charge themselves and having a world that entirely belongs just to them. Okay, the Venus Project advocates uh, a world where all of mankind is the elite, as in everybody gets to have a high-quality life. Everybody gets to have access to things. And the endgame scenario describes a world of slaves where only the few elect, you know, elect few, the aristocracy get what they want and everybody else gets to have what's left. Ironically, that's the way it is now. The only difference between the endgame scenario and what's going on now is that some people still have a right to a certain amount of quality of life. What do you think the whole war on the middle class is about in the first place? The, the elite's war on the middle class is because they're tired of small business owners being able to compete with their Walmarts, okay? So they want to get rid of those people. They want to have people who will be nice, good, you know, obedient workers going along with their theories, okay? Um, you know, and essentially, you know, not just their theories, but their social structure. Actually, George Carlin went on a good rant about this. At some point, I'll probably play it during the course of this show, because George Carlin basically you know, opposes everything that they've said so far. <laughs> sorry, you know, sorry to use my you know internet video game term pwn, but you get my point. Um, oh, you're, yeah, get out of my head because I was just thinking of the George Carlin where he where he says this is basically how I define the the classes in in this country. Uh, is that the one you're talking about where he says um, the rich the rich pay uh, make all of the money, pay none of the taxes. Right. The middle class makes. Uh, you know, none of the money pays all of the taxes, and the poor people are just here to scare the crap out of the middle class, keep them going to them jobs. Right. Exactly. Um, that's. I'm thinking of a different clip, but what you said is still very relevant. But um. Yeah. All right, let's continue. Okay. That Frisco and the Luciferian Trust and all that stuff that's implicated with Venus, and I agree with Alex Jones's estimation, not because I agree with everything else. Just a super quick note, you'll note that he keeps saying Luciferian over and over again without presenting any evidence other than the use of the word Venus. Okay, uh, Venus is also the Roman goddess of love, but we couldn't be talking about that. It must be Lucifer because that is more convenient to our ability, you know, basically our ability to scare people away from this idea that is not ours. 
So let's just repeat Luciferian a few times. I mean, it's, it's funny that he's quoting Alex Jones because he's using all of Alex Jones' same ridiculous you know, scare tactics and brainwashing the listener over the course of the show to go along with, oh, it's Luciferian. You know why? Actually, I don't really know why. They didn't give me any substance. But they repeated it an awful lot, so that must mean that it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Because my own research complements what he said. And, and I know that John and Catherine, you've done similarly both some of it together, for God's sake. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's not as if we're making this stuff up. It would be difficult to make this stuff up. <laughs> we're actually taking it from their own websites, you know, the Technocrats website, the Venus Project website. This, you couldn't make this stuff up. Now let's assure the listener that we're taking it from their website, even though, once again, as we pointed out, they've quoted about 30 seconds worth of material from the website, okay? And the rest of it, they did make up, as in just now. (laughs) Okay, they say it's Luciferian. It does not say on the website that it's Luciferian. They said the word Venus means morning star, means Lucifer, so they must be Luciferian. Now let's go on talking about why we think that they're Luciferian, the fact that they're Luciferian, not why we think they're Luciferian, because the logic is so weak. They don't want to repeat that. Anyway, continuing. (laughs) It's such nonsense that, that, you know, who dreamed of this stuff? It has to be part of the plan, like Mike was saying, part of the end game. And, and there is a, a, a clear strategy uh, for, for forcing this forward. There, there are people who, um, who, who support the Venus and support Zeitgeist and support technocracy that try and, and, and uh, apply uh, uh, psychological warfare that, that try to suggest that, that, that the problem is your lack of understanding rather than the, the, the model itself, uh, the, the, uh, all, all kinds of things. There were actually a guy who claimed to be a sportsman yesterday who, who was slandering, so basically saying that, that, that an opposer would rather go back to the days of slavery just because they happened to mention the Constitution at some point in a debate. You know, these techniques are just not acceptable. If, if you can't debate man-to-man, toe-to-toe, Fact versus fiction, like adults, get out of the fold. Yes, I would apply that logically directly to him, okay? (laughs) If you can't debate and use actual information, then get out of the fold. Okay, here's what's really ironic about what he's talking about, okay? The last show that I was on, the technocrat show that I was telling you about, and um, one of the guys in the chat room, I, I made the mistake of going back into the Revolution Broadcasting chat room, one of the guys in the chat room, okay, decided that, you know, it, he, this is the person in the past that I told you about who advocated going back to slavery. Okay, I did not just come to the conclusion that he said that because he mentions the Constitution. That is a blatant lie on the part of Matt in this conversation, okay? And the funny thing is, to try to protect himself, the chatter in questions may, uh, call sign is Mojo66, he quotes the conversation that we had months ago. He still had the logs, wherein he says that owning other people is okay. Okay? And the funny thing is, is he tried to quote this to clear the air, and the entire chat room went, what? 
wait a minute, you actually said that? Yeah, that, that's what I said. Uh, okay, that's pretty messed up, man. <laughs> okay, even people who were against me in the chat room at the moment, uh, one of these other guys has always been one of my critics, turns on him and goes, dude, that's really ridiculous. What's the matter with you? Okay, I didn't make up that he said that. He then quoted it in the chat room himself and tried to defend his position. Okay, um, you know, and it, honestly, you know, it's like then he did go on to say, you know, it, this is actually the, the psychological phenomenon known as projection. When you project your own flaws onto somebody else in an attempt essentially to make sure that nobody sees that they're your flaws. When Matt goes on to say, if you don't have any facts, then don't argue with us, okay, um, at that point, he is the one who's already proven to not have any facts. Anybody right. who's actually studied the Venus Project, I don't have to tell you that this is true. I encourage you to go read about it yourself. You tell me if you find anything about Lucifer on the Venus Project website. I'll be happy to see it. I know it's not there, but if you got it, let's, let's see it. You know, if you want to continue to say things like, you know, well, Jacques Fresco's a Luciferian, despite the fact that I know that Jacques Fresco is a total atheist, you know, if you've got proof to say otherwise, go ahead. You know, you know where my proof comes from? Well, it doesn't come from Infowars.com, where Mr. Alex Jones, trying to protect his, you know, his pocketbook from a guy who sells his conspiracy theory movie for $5, whereas he sells his for ridiculous prices, he needs to try to discredit him, so he attacks him. Okay, if that's your source, then you definitely need to do some work and do some of your own independent research. I do like some of the stuff Alex Jones does. I'm very selective about it. A lot of his stuff is garbage, okay? Not all of it, okay? That, this is actually one of the big differences between the Venus Project mentality and other mentalities, is that I'm willing to look at Alex Jones' information and determine what I like of it and what I don't. I don't just generalize and say, well, if it's from him, it must be crap. But when he is talking crap, I call him on it. I, I yep. don't even, you know, and that's the way a real intellectual thinker does, does things. Okay. Yeah, and, and um, you know, you said that Alex Jones has invited Peter to come back on the show and, and also invited Jock on the show, which they obviously, for the obvious reasons, they both refused. I'm wondering uh, why he hasn't invited the spokesman for the Venus Project, you, to come on his show. Because <laughs> well, you know what? Because he knows you would tear him a new butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, he may not even know about me, and I, I'm only a spokesman. I don't want to call myself the spokesman, but well, you get the idea. No, yeah. I'd love to go on Alex Jones' show. The problem is is that um, it, it, one of the things that happens when you're on these people's radio shows, it's the same thing. You know, it, Alex really messed up because he probably, you know, he didn't edit himself enough. I think he was hoping that everybody would just go along with him because he was doing the, the high school, I'm the popular kid, so I'm going to pick on this other kid because he's not popular and hope that everybody would just go along with it, even though what he said wasn't even true most of the time. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, let, let's go back to the, the Alex Jones wannabes. Yeah. Now, listen, hey, get out of the kitchen, for goodness sake. I refused the disinformation last week. Oh, yeah. But this, is, but this Venus project isn't going back to slavery. It's going forward to slavery. And you're voting for it if you support this project. I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Are you as surprised as I am? Own slavery. Uh, and yet, I keep hearing, well, you just don't see it yet. You just can't picture. You're not getting the full picture. You don't understand. That's what mm. I keep hearing when I 
question that I don't understand. I don't believe that this zeitgeist and video is anywhere near as big as they claim it is. Right? They claim to have had these millions and millions and millions of downloads. Uh, so far, in actually communicating with, and I'm not exaggerating here, and again, you two have been witness to a lot of this, thousands of people, I can recollect two quite arrogant, quite rude, quite devious, manipulative people who are champions of Zeitgeist, and that's it. Two people. Now, he, he, once again, we're, we're repeating uh, the fact that, you know, he's like, you're voting for your own slavery. This takes us forward to slavery. Okay, one, I have, once again, there's no substance. This is what Matt said when he refused to debate us on the technocracy radio show, was that we weren't speaking any substance, so it was a waste of his time. The only thing that would have been a waste of his time is that people might have actually held him accountable for making logical sense. Okay. Exactly. And in this instance, you know, they just say you're voting for your own slavery if you vote for the Venus Project. There's no slavery in the Venus Project. The Venus Project goes out of its way to eliminate the need for work and uses automation and machines to do so. So there's no basis for what he said at all, but let's just repeat it a bunch of times because that'll make it right. You know, um, so overall, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to, I'm baffled. You know, we're, we're striving to get machines to do all the menial tasks that humans do now, but they don't call that slavery. We're trying to free people up to be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want. So, sorry, where does the slavery part come in? Because I'm missing something. It's because it's not there. Um, <laughs> you know, once again, you know, it, no substance. You know, we don't have any substance in our debate. But, you know, this is all like it's like it's like I'm chewing on junk food for the brain. Okay. And it, it, there is no substance to what they're talking about. You know, it, no. but, but don't forget, they're taking it from our website. Yeah. You know. Oh, well, okay. I've been to the same website, and I don't see anything that they're spouting here. I, I, I've been through yeah. the website for hours, and I don't see any of what they're saying here. So well, I don't know, you know what website they're on, but they're well, not on ours. <laughs> what drugs they're on, maybe. But <laughs> we're getting cruel again. I don't want to do that. But, no, um. You know, it's not even like we're talking about a difference of opinion here. We're talking about stuff that's simply not there, okay? We're not talking about a difference of conclusion. We're talking about the fact that they are claiming that there are things there or implied there that are simply never implied. Right. They're stating things as facts that don't exist. Exactly. And this is the reason why the scientific method brings people to rational conclusions, Right. and why the systems that we've had previously do not. What they are doing now is completely scientifically unsound, okay? The funny thing is, is that they said science is all theories, okay? What you're looking at right here is a group of people who are clinging to their right to be irrational about something, okay? And essentially expecting that, you know, we're just all going to go along with that because, after all, we repeated it a bunch of times. It looks like I'm down to, I guess, uh, six minutes even of the third hour um, I don't know if I'm going to waste much more time with these people. I think we've done a really good job of debunking where they're coming from. I may listen to some of the rest of their stuff, but it's just so repetitive, it's hard to get to like any real meat and potatoes. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and play some more.
But we're on RTR on Revolution Broadcasting yesterday, and the the guy doesn't warrant discussion on our show, and that's it. That's, I am being absolutely honest there. That's two people. Hmm. Well, it was it was. Two so- okay, two people. Um, he's talking about two people on RTR Radio. Okay, that advocate Venus Project stuff. That meaning me and the guy from the technocracy group. Okay, now. He's trying to say that that's the only two people in the world somehow. I guess he's never been to the Zeitgeist website and seen the amount of members that we have. Apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently we have more subscribers than Prison Planet. I can't hold that for certain. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now I don't know that for sure. It's just a rumor that I heard, okay? But I do know also we have reached way more countries than the Ron Paul movement ever did, okay? Um, and it's largely because the Ron Paul movement's based around the United States, but and he did get, the, get through to some people in some other countries. But you know, I don't even want to compare the two, but it, 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 one of the problems that I always ran into with Revolution Broadcasting was that they think that the world amounts to their little radio um, network that has on average 20 listeners. Okay? I'm not kidding. Okay? I worked there. <laughs> yeah. On average, 20 listeners. So out of those 20 regular people, two people agreed with the Venus Project, so therefore nobody does. You know, um, and that's just silly. And th- this is the funny thing. I got more listeners doing my blog talk radio show, which is considered to be like, you know, the, the ghetto, so to speak, of individual yeah. radio, okay, yeah. than I ever did on that show. And I talked to the guy from Liberty Unleashed, a different show I was on recently, and they tried to tell him, yeah, our listener count dropped because of you having Neil on the air. And he then he said, okay, so I only, you know, he looked at the listener count. He's like, well, first of all, you're not even saying anything that's true because I looked at the listener count and it's the same as it's always been for me. And second of all, I had 46 more listeners on my blog talk portion than I ever did before. And the downloads are already in the hundreds. Okay. So it would seem to me that their analysis of this, this is another example of ostracism which is essentially to say that somehow because our ideas are in a minority, a minority that I might add that they created out of thin air that isn't even real, because of that, our opinions are not valid. This is more just childish you know, information. He says that we, I don't even warrant discussion on their show, yet for some reason they're talking about me. <laughs> irony, yeah. irony. Let's see if I can squeeze any more of this in. Okay. It's on if they're on fire, you know that. <laughs> well, actually, actually, I mean, looking at the, the program we did yesterday and this one, it's just astounding how. But it's a joke. How can they be serious with this with this shit? They're not. I don't think they're looking at all of it. There's. I mean, when you first hear this explained and you read about it, you can almost sense what's coming up. Uh-oh, this sure does sound like a technology-driven society, and nothing that has to do with humanity is involved. That logic will prevail. And that's scary to me. That. The, you see, the Venus Project sounds, you know, I mean, as, as a person, it sounds very good. You know, In the beginning, yeah, very good. But you keep hearing, and 
exactly. But if you know what they say about if 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 things are too good to be true, that's probably correct. They're not true. <laughs> uh, I've, I've also seen how these these people operate when when they're trying to encapsulate you, when they're trying to draw you in. The the, the slightest inkling of, of of a positive reaction and, and the praise is a many. You know, the slight inkling of a negative reaction and they're very hostile and can be quite rude and condescending. You know, that reminds me of something that, um, isn't that the system that you use to train animals with positive reinforcement when they do the right thing or make the right sound? Right. You know, with it, you can do the same thing with people. If they make the right sound, say the right thing, you re- All right, that's um, all I'm going to play that for now, just because yeah. of time constraints. we got like three minutes, and I want to make sure that we are able to talk about this. Okay, so they, once again, you know, they, they say, you know, that, you know, any, any sign of any positive, they reinforce it. Any sign of any negative, they, you know, they attack it, and they're trying to claim that that's what we do. Okay, that's like the opposite of what we do. It is what they do, I remember, because it's one of the reasons I left. Um, and they, you know, they, once again, they go on, just, you know, once again, no substance, you know, they just continue to attack and attack and attack, and they don't even really have any logical debate about what they're saying, you know, it it just, it's, it's such a, it's a waste of human time that these people do this stuff, and it's funny to me, you know, once again, is they, they just tried to practice ostracism, and then later tried to say that ostracism is wrong, they tried to say, well, only two people agree with this, you know, in the whole world, because after all, our dinky little radio station that has maybe 20 to 30 listeners on average, um, you know, is, is the world. And uh, if, you know, those two people are the only people who advocate this, you know, has it ever occurred to them that the reason why there's only two people is because of the fact that if you say anything that's counterculture to their counterculture, they attack you rapidly. The reason that the technocracy guy asked me to come in his show is because he's essentially now the new guy that they're attacking rapidly. And then he's like, you know, they're quite rude and all this other... Matt is so rude, constantly rude. It's like the first time that, um, you know, I tried to explain something to him. Okay, you know, he was asking me about the Venus Project, and he was like, you know, I was trying to give him the, you know, the, the analogy that, uh, that the idea is, is to try to, you know, imagine that there's somebody who's a tyrant and wants to own all the air in the world. So he starts breathing in really deeply with his lungs in the hopes that he'll be able to control all the air in the world. You know, and the reason I was bringing that up is that that's how we approach everything. If there's a, right. if there's a need for apples, we're going to make billions of apples if necessary, mind you. <laughs> okay. With the carrying capacity of the earth's resources, we're going to make so many apples that to try to carry all the apples would be ridiculous. It's the same thing. Now he attacked me a lot on that. He's like, that's just stupid. You know, you're speaking stupid, blah, blah. I was just like, okay, bye. And then I left. Yeah. I guess that was him trying to say that later on anyway in his fallacy that he, you know, he trounced trans- me in debate. But um, we're down to the last minute. Thank you all for listening. Um, and uh, if I find anything of substance with these guys, I might comment more on it. But I also just did this show to make people aware of the fact that even in alternative media, you are being manipulated. Think for yourself. That's right. And, you know, I just want to throw in there that, uh, you know, if they think the Venus Project is so bad, then you know what? You adhere to your system. But I'm going to tell you something. When your house of cards falls 
we're still going to welcome you into ours. That's right. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure that it's not recording now, so I will talk to everybody later. I hope you enjoyed this edition of V-Radio. Thank you, Thunder, for being on. Thank you for having me.